He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. I'm Drew Berkwist. This is my show. That is Joe Biden on vacation again. Not just for the weekend, by the way. Bro will be there for like 10 days this time if you if you cap both the weekends or factor in both the weekends that are there. For again, reminder, 40%, just shy of 40%. Been on vacation. Uh how coincidental he's on vacation when Devin Archer is right? in D.C. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Hmm. Very interesting indeed. But he's gone. He's He's gone. And, uh, man, I tell you what, <clears throat> it's, it's astonishing. I know we've talked about it a lot, but it really is astonishing how much he has been gone for this. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, you go back the previous couple administrations, everyone would get into comparisons about how much golf someone played. <laughs> Can you believe W played this much golf? Can you believe Obama played this much golf? Trump played this much golf? This dude's just straight up gone. He's not, like, gone for four or five hours playing golf. He's out of D.C. in Delaware 40% of the time. Astonishing. But there is. There's lots of reasons for it. One, first and foremost is Joe's not really running anything, so it's easy for him to break away. Two, there's no visitor logs in Delaware. So you can do a lot of things, have a lot of communication, a lot of meetings with people who are actually doing things there without... I wonder if Obama pays rent. Or is he just, does he just, he just get to bitch Joe out and say, I'm sleeping in your bed. Uh, I don't know. But there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons for it. But it's but it really is. It's all astonishing. Glad to see you guys coming in. Hope you had an awesome weekend. Ginger, hope you spent that money. I'd say put it into some savings, but that's not going to help you in this this day and age. So just go spend it. Have, have some fun. Ginger, for those of you who are like, what are you talking about? Ginger won the drawing on Friday, so congrats again to her. 320 bucks went her way over the weekend. Uh, and I, I know she mentioned she was going to do some fun things. So hopefully she, in fact, did. Can see her in the chat already today. Uh, but we've got a lot to get into today. We're going to talk about some international stuff. That's pretty important. Of course, we're going to talk Devin Archer here in just a moment. We're going to talk about some Trump DeSantis stuff. Some some Democrats who still are just towing the party line, saying that Joe's doing a great job restoring institutions, restoring DOJ and 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 the like. But we've also got news flash. We've got military aid now going to Taiwan. It's not just not just Ukraine anymore, folks. We've decided that we need two wars. Two wars to get into. So we'll get into that. We've got speaking of war. Ukraine hitting Moscow with some drone strikes over the weekend. Moscow, as you might imagine, not too happy 
Some pretty spicy rhetoric coming out of there. We've got some Putin alliances and strategic moves that are being made in Africa that's no one, that no one is paying attention to. You probably should. China's been doing that for a long time. Russia's making some very strategic moves. They're playing the long game. We're not. So we'll get into all that. There's a ton of story, guys. We're live on Roku. We're live on Amazon Fire TV, coming to Apple TV and Samsung TV near you for the RVM Network. All you got to do on any of those platforms is go search RVM or RVM Network. It will come up, and you will be right as rain. By the way, if you're over on one of those platforms, welcome. We're so glad that you joined us today. Uh, but before we get into our content... As much as there's, there's Dems who are going to say, with their words on video later, that he's doing a great job, you guys, Joe Biden's not doing a great job. There's that, in fact, I would challenge you to find a single policy that has been good under this administration. But the economy has been in tatters since he got here, and that's only going to get worse. It's going to be exacerbated with the new digital dollar that he is bringing into our country. Fed now. A Biden administration and Democrat plan rolled out on July 1st of this year. We're a month into it, and it's quiet. It's happening behind the scenes. But you guys, it's important, and it is a dire situation. We do not want the digital dollar here. You do not. Trust me. If you listen to the show enough or have seen this show enough, you know all the reasons as to why. So get ahead. There is a legal way to opt out of the digital dollar just in time. You can do it with this entirely legal tax loophole. All you have to do is contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar, volatile markets, markets that didn't need to be so volatile, but they sure are under this administration. Do so by calling 833-2-USA-GOLD, 833-287-2465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. Be smart, guys. Take care of that you worked your asses off. Whether it's a huge amount, a small amount, or, or, some, or somewhere in between, you worked your ass off for whatever your 401k and your savings accounts say and look like, protect it. Again, go to protectfrombiden.com, and you'll be glad that you did. Okay, so let's, let's touch on this Devin Archer stuff today. By the way, the transcripts, what, Tom, four days, three to four days, they say, until yeah. the transcripts from today's closed-door hearing? Well, actually, I'm getting some information right now that I'm writing down that has come in from uh, Devin Archer's testimony. Okay. That it's just, it, it's pretty much what you think it is. Actually, I'm looking at Fox right now because they had an update from it. And one of the people that they quoted in the Fox article is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's not in the closed door meeting. So I don't know why they're talking to her Brilliant. about it. But Andy Biggs did say in a quote that, the uh, substance of the conversations that Joe Biden took place in, and I'm paraphrasing, that Joe Biden took place in over the phone with other world leaders were the exchange of pleasantries. Okay. So, of course. <laughs> okay. Which, the, there's, there's a couple of ways that you could read into that. Right. And my, the, my take from that is the fact that you are the vice president. You can't come right out and say— I need $5 million, pay it to me now, because uh, of what that could happen if somebody on the other end is recording the conversation. What it says to me is, and this is how I take it, is Joe, as proof of life, where if Hunter, you know, well, I'm going to put my dad on, here he is. Right. Hey, how you doing? Oh, how's the weather there? I haven't been there, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, it just so 
that person knows that Hunter, it, it, it's established that Hunter is a direct link to his father. Right, and we can we're, we're, we can use this this his his position and the power that comes with his position is legit because he wouldn't get on the phone and say hi to you or acknowledge you otherwise. Right, and that's what I think the left is going to hang on to and say, look, there's nothing here. Yes, you know, he misspoke about dealing with, with, with Hunter's businesses. He did have contact, but it's not like he was part of the business. Right. You can be a part of a business and just lend your name here and there. Right. It, like a pitch person for, for any kind of a brand. Yeah. You're not the owner of the company, but everybody is very happy that you're associated with that brand. It's more of brand marketing, but I mean, it, it, it's semantics at this point. It's, right. He's involved. Well, so, yeah, I mean, we're, they're, they're saying it's going to be days before the final legit transcript comes out, which, which should tell you something. It should also tell you something that this, this session <clears throat> with Devin Archer, former best friend and business partner of Hunter Biden, and his testimony happened behind closed doors. This was this was was not public, which helps the Democrats, of course, more than it helps everyday Americans and the rule of law. I, again, you could be a, a person who's in the center. You could be someone who's just right of center or just left of center. Transparency is something you should want. We should all want. But let's even go back further than that, because I thought we might have a little bit more information today by now. And, and we just don't because of how permanent Washington and the D.C. Swamp played this. But before today's testimony even happened, you had the DOJ who sent an email to Devin's legal team over the weekend telling him he needs to turn himself in to start his prison sentence. They were trying, I mean, think about this. We're, you've got someone, and there's been others, but you've got someone who has very compelling information from inside dealings, firsthand experience talking about the first family and how corrupt they are. And before he can even testify, the DOJ decides, you know, we should probably just get this person out of the picture and, and marginalize what he's going to say. That, that's what was going on this weekend. There was rampant discussion of, of the fact that it was likely this might be a non-starter and not happen today. And it, it thank, thankfully it did because he was going to be arrested by this weaponized DOJ we are living in fascinating times, my friends, and that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all, but <clears throat> it didn't happen. But I mean, how wild, how wild is this? And then, okay, we decided in good faith not to arrest a key witness against the Biden family. You're welcome. That's, that's the tone, you know, that's the tone they're taking, but we're going to do this behind closed doors and make sure that only information that we deem acceptable leaks out. That, that's what we're seeing right here. When this is a, a huge deal, what Devin could be saying to the American people is a huge deal. And again, that's not because I'm a conservative. It's because there's someone who has compelling firsthand experience and testimony against the family who is sitting and residing in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue at the White House there. I, 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 don't, I feel like I, maybe I'm missing something here. I, I yeah, it's wild to think that the DOJ was going to arrest a witness that's supposed to come before a committee hearing, but it's not shocking. And even if that wasn't the DOJ's intent to silence, was to silence him by putting him in prison to start his prison sentence, the damage is done by linking him to prison. Right. So 
when the mainstream media, the propagandist arm of the Democrat Party, starts pushing out talking points, they're going to lead with convicted felon, uh, you know, awaiting his sentence or awaiting his uh, date to show up for prison, went and testified. It, it's all to to make Devin Archer look like a less than reliable source. Exactly. That's the that's one and, of the points. To and this. then they'll only they'll only share through the media who they own all of them the points that they want to 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 go along with said narrative that you just pushed there see he's a non-starter he's a big nothing burger and nothing really came of the testimony move on america that that's that's 100 going to be the message but god i mean for the people who are paying attention in this country us us included but obviously more speaking of of everyday americans out there who are listening to the show watching the show or, or maybe not but they're but they're out there watching something and they're they're paying attention to how broken our country has become and how broken and corrupt this particular family is. And then to just be told, shut up, go away. There's nothing to see here. It's getting really damn tired. I'm so tired of being told to not believe my own lying eyes. It's, it's, it's a line that's just frustrating as hell to me. Um, but let's, and now there's fighter jets flying over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. We had a couple of videos I was going to show. We're going to skip past those and, and, and move on because there's going to be more conversation with this this week. Some of it was, you know, one was talking about what might come today and kind of the background on who Devin is. We, we're going to see. Let's, let's see what actually came of today, what we're allowed to see, uh, what, you know, what came out today, and then we'll get into that. For now, let's get to our question of the day which is somewhat you know i mean i guess we have serious ones here and there and then we have some random ones i need you to go with me on a journey here okay <laughs> you're having a dinner party like a fancy dinner party some of you are like i wouldn't do that okay well in this scenario you would you're having a fancy dinner party it's catered like the birdcage Remember the dinner party they had? And it was like, mm. I don't remember that Great scene. Great scene. I don't remember that okay. scene. But, but <laughs> stay on point, Disco. Sorry. You, you have to choose one the style of music for your upscale, upscale catered dinner party. Chinese rap or death metal. Mm. Again, you're having a <laughs> fancy party, but you've been somehow bamboozled into only choosing one of the two styles of music. Chinese rap or death metal. Send in your responses. I'll post it in the chat as well. Let us know what you're going with. It's going to be awkward. Your guests probably will never come back. I'm just I'm putting that out there right now. But send your responses in. We'll get to you to our responses as well. And also talk about how we're now sending taxpayer dollars to Taiwan. That's all coming up. Stick with us. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 
This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. get back to the question of the day was you have to choose one for your upscale catered dinner party Chinese rap or death metal both very unlikely <laughs> musical selections uh, or genres for such a instance but I'm curious to see uh, what you guys are going with because you know you're not going to have like a string quartet or something like that in this scenario that's what you would normally have you're not going to have a a jazz band playing or something like that, you're going to have something different, Chinese rap or death metal. So far, at least on Rumble, it's all death metal. Same on YouTube. A Andy says death metal. Hot Mo Shell says death metal. Ginger, death metal. Jackie, D Donner, Tasso Girl, all death metal. Ginger says death metal 100%. I'm kind of thinking Ginger might choose that ahead of like... Some, <laughs> some question of the some day. Classical yeah, music yeah. or something like that, which I can appreciate. Uh, let's You guys keep sending your responses in. Tom, what are you going with? I'm going with death metal, and I'm going for uh, the first course with uh, Bloodthorn. Uh, uh, probably Bloodthorn, depending on what our appetizers are. Uh, for the salad section, I'm going to go with uh, Burzum. And for the main course, it's going to be Cannibal Corpse. And for dessert, we're going to go with Bujaria. Very specific answers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Disco, what are you going to go with? You know, I, my gut says death metal, but also to, you know, Chinese rap. I feel like that's a great conversation start. Like, what are they, what are they singing? I have no idea. I think it'd be a great, you know, way to kind of get conversation rolling. So like, what's, what's being played? Well, it's Chinese rap. Why? Because. I, so I feel like it's a, a good I, I, and I, I've listened to death metal. I, sometimes I fall asleep to death metal. What? Yeah. It, no, I don't, you don't. I, I, it, it, it happens. I don't know why. I could just drown it out and pass out. The problem is, is if there's ever like a silence and then it starts breaking, then I jolt awake like, ah! But I would have, I'd say just for the conversation's sake, Chinese rap. Okay. I, I think I'm actually going Chinese rap too. I hate both these kinds of music, uh, to be very clear. I know some of you are big death metal folks. I'm not judging you for it. I just, unless I'm working out, then I, then I can do it. Otherwise, I, which I, don't, I, need to, I need to get back to doing that again. Um, but, but I just, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my thing. Um, but I think I'm going Chinese rap just because it's, it is, it's interesting. And, and it, it maybe sounds wrong, but you can laugh at it. Um, and I'm all about cultural appropriation. So I think that I think that that's the way to go. Jill's coming in, our, our, one of the first people in the audience, Chinese rap. Metal gives me a headache in my old age. Oh, you're not old, Jill. Slaughterhound on YouTube says, I'd probably cancel because I mainly listen to 50s rock and roll. He's like, we're not doing the event, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that answer. I like that answer. Um, okay. Let's continue on here with the show. Please, though, hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. Make sure you're subscribed. 
on that platform. If you're on YouTube, you probably need to subscribe again because you've probably been unsubscribed like tens upon tens of thousands of other people. Uh, so please do that. Make sure you hit that bell icon so you get notified when we go live or upload new, uh, new content, which is happening uh, a good bit more now these days. But to this story, because as Biden and his communist Confederates continue to crank open the fire hose of Ukrainian war spending, you've got the treacherous uniparty gangsters now sending aid to Taiwan so the Taiwanese can prepare for war against China. I mean, you, you hear that and you think, oh, at first, as it should be, you, you're, you're, you're pissed. Like, no, stop it. Like, stop getting us into these situations. But does, does a European war and a Pacific war ring any bells for anyone? I mean, does that, does that like bring you back anywhere? Pretty sure we've been down this road before and I don't, I don't like it. But that's kind of what we're seeing here. This, this right here, according to Reuters, on Friday, the United States unveiled a Taiwan weapons aid package worth up to $345 million, a move likely to anger China, even as the Biden administration declined to publicly provide details on the arms in the package. Congress authorized up to $1 billion worth of presidential drawdown authority weapons aid for Taiwan, which strongly rejects Chinese sovereignty claims. That's in the 2023 budget. So the CHICOMs have repeatedly demanded the United States, Taiwan's most important arms supplier, halt the sale of weapons to the island. And now we're saying, you know, we're, we heard you, but we're going to go ahead and send $345 million worth of aid there, up, up to... It's like the United States is a divorced dad. Instead of paying child support, he decided to shower his new trophy wife with cash, gifts, all sorts of stuff, while he's ignoring the stress of the mother of his kids, whose abusive ex is pounding on the screen door, threatening to break in. It's, we've seen it a hundred times. That's what's going on. But you guys, beyond not wanting a war with China, which no one should for a, a long list of reasons, we, we, the United States, we have nothing in reserve. We're not positioned for any of these things, let alone all of these things. We have no oil in reserve, no ammo, no soldiers. We're not hitting recruiting numbers. We're, we're falling way short. We, we would, if, if this situation unfolds, and we've been talking about it for a while, we know it's likely happening. We're, we're driving this, this proxy war in Ukraine, which reached new heights this weekend. We'll get to that later in the show. But then you've, you've got this China and Taiwan incursion, and China likely to make their move soon, and they might make it sooner with us poking, poking them in the eye here with all these moves. Y'all, here's the, the negative aspect of this. That, well, there's, there's not a positive aspect, so they're all negative. But we would lose a two-front war with China and Russia. I know that's not comfortable for you to hear, and you might not want to hear it, but we would. We just would. And there's differences in these for sure. Taiwan, probably the country we should have been supporting from the beginning, not Ukraine. U Ukraine was never our beef. All it can do is lead us into a war with Russia, something that we don't want either. Taiwan, at least, is a little different. At least there's stuff that we need and rely on from there. They've been bullied by China. We need the microchips from Taiwan. We need the semiconductors. There's this drug, maybe you've heard of it, called hydroxychloroquine. That became kind of a big deal. A lot of it's produced there. There's a lot of reasons why we want Taiwan to be sovereign and protected and safe. Ukraine is just literally the, like, among the most corrupt countries on the planet. 
So there's a big difference in between back. Now, again, I'm not I'm not saying we should dive all in, piss China off, get into a war there. But at least Taiwan has strategic value to the United States. The Ukraine only has strategic value to douchebag corrupt politicians, not the American people. Yeah, Ukraine's a money laundering operation. That's all it is. It's a country that's divided between a pro-Russian sect and a pro-Ukrainian independence sect. And our involvement there is ridiculous. Yeah. To the point where the Wagner Group's gone. It's like the war is over with there. When the Wagner Group was going to have a supposed coup against Putin, it didn't. And then Putin sent most of the Wagner Group to the Caribbean for a little rest and relaxation. To me, that signifies that it's over. But we, our country keeps propping up Ukraine to uh, keep, the, the insurgency phase has started right now in Ukraine. And that's what we're seeing. Taiwan, I, I agree with you. That's where our focus should have been from the beginning. But then again, as you said, we have depleted our military. We don't have any ammo. Our oil reserves are gone, and we don't have a border. It's almost like our country is just being chipped away where we're just all kind of functioning right now. And if a totalitarian regime wants to take absolute control over a country, then, yes, you do start a two-front war, and then you invoke the Defense Production Act, where you also seize— all major companies in the United States to help the war effort, all in a, under the guise of helping the war effort, you seize control. Now you have fascistic control over private companies. Yeah. And if you're if if that's your intent, then yeah, you do start a two front war. Yeah. Well, uh, there there and there's a lot of nefarious intent going on for sure. By the way, this is all stuff. Everything you're seeing and experiencing right now, but particularly on the foreign uh, foreign policy front, on the war front, isn't this all the stuff we were told Trump would do, get us involved in, start all these wars, and here we are starting, not just like, we're not talking about going to some garden country and killing terrorists and getting into nation building. We're talking about wars with the two biggest enemies on the planet and the biggest state actors in Russia and China. The, uh, Massive difference between that and being like, let's go get El Shabab in, in, in the Horn of Africa or something like that. Okay. I'm not saying we're still doing that. And there's, there's, there's some legitimacy to our, our continuing war on terror efforts. But, but this is so different. This is how do we end everything and end it right now? That this, if you want to do that, that's the playbook here. But there's, there's some strategic you know, points to this as well at home. The Defense Production Act being something you can invoke. You could, in theory, if you're fighting a two-front war with such big villains, such big foes, as in Russia and China, and all of their allies, by the way, you could say, you know what? We probably shouldn't have this 2024 election. Bingo. And that's something that people need to think about. Now, to be clear, Republican or Democrat, if you're in office and there's wars going on, in this case, because you chose to start them because you're evil douchebags— I still think there should be elections. I still think there should be, but they don't think the way that we think. They, they, how, how can we manipulate a situation to our advantage so we can accomplish all that we've done? And by the way, we're making awesome progress. 
the left in their own eyes in dismantling and destroying this country. How can we keep this going? Let's get into war. Let's send all of our money over there. Let's divide the people here. Let's frustrate the people here. Let's make the people here poor as shit, too, in the process. Let's do all these things. Oh, and because we're at war, we're not going to have that election. That election that everyone knows holds the fate of our country in the balance. We're just not even going to do it. We're not even going to do it. We're going to keep this thing going. That's, that's a lot of things. You, it, look, if you want to change a narrative in, in politics in D.C., you start a war. If you've got a whole shit ton of narratives to cover up and stories to cover, you start too. And and that's what we're seeing. It's like we bought a house. The American people bought a house. We bought this really great-looking mansion. And then years after living in it, we, we find that the, the foundation is cracked. The drywall has mold in it. The, uh, the, the, the wood in it, it has termites. And then we go to the contractor who keeps telling us how great the house is. Say, look, man, this thing, this thing's coming down. And the contractor goes, how dare you? How dare you criticize my work? You ingrates, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn your house down. How do you like that? That's what the Democrats in, in, uh, in permanent Washington are doing right now. It seems like to us, we're yeah. noticing all these flaws that are going on and ha have been going on. And some of us ignored it and others, uh, other of us are just figuring it out now. And we're saying, hey, we're tired of this house that we're in that's crumbling and it's your fault. And they're going, oh, our fault. Watch this. Yeah. Bring me the gas can. Who's got a match? Yeah. No, you're right. And I wish you weren't, but th but you are. I mean, that's 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 what we are collectively as a country experiencing. Some of you are experiencing it. You just don't see it because you think you're on the right side here. You're not. You're not. And 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 that will be proven soon enough, uh, especially with people like who we're going to talk about next after this break here. We're gonna, we got to go to a quick break, but we're going to get into the World Economic Forum. Who wants you to be miserable? This 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 latest headline is outstanding. I mean, it's not. It's it's atrocious. But it's also outstanding. We're going to get into that. We're going to show another clip uh, uh, of a young man who's describing what's going on right now very well, very succinctly. We'll get into all of that and talk about where we are as society, as a global population after this break. Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com.
guys, where are the uh, where are the scripts? You're cold. I'm cold. You're cold. You're freezing. You're cold. Oh, I'm You're cold. Freezing. You're cold. Alaska cold. Ice. Ice cubes. Cold. Warming. Warmer. 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 Colder. Warmer. 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 You're on fire! You're hot! You're so hot! It is You're so hot! Seriously? So we all try to, we all like to have a positive attitude, get some laughs in, right? It's a crazy world, but you need that. You need that even before the world was as crazy as it is. It just made things better when you could have a group of friends, you could get together, laugh about something, go to a movie, whatever the case might be. But soon all of that, joy, soon joy will be banned, at least if the World Economic Forum gets their way because from the people who brought us by 2030 you'll own nothing and be happy comes the sequel life doesn't have to be meaningful or happy look at this look at this this is from the world economic forum site psychologists say a good life doesn't have to be happy or even meaningful (laughs) i mean if that doesn't sound like the title of a hallmark movie i don't know what does can you I mean, imagine saying those words out, out loud and, and meaning them to another human being and then going the next level and starting to publish documentation about why your thesis or your theory is correct. I, I, I was and it makes perfect sense for the World Economic Forum folks who just hate humanity. They only like themselves and and are putting this, you know, all on this this crazy, treacherous path to a, a just doomed society. But. But saying that, leading with that, that's the headline of an article on their site. Psychologists say a good life doesn't have to be happy or even meaningful. This goes right in line with Yuval Harari, who is like the spiritual leader of this movement, referring to 80% of the population as being worthless eaters. So as that is your baseline, this headline isn't surprising at all because they view most human beings as worthless. So if somebody is worthless, then of course they're going to have meaningless lives. And this is all in a way to crush the human spirit even further. So if their plan does come to fruition in 2030 of us having nothing and everybody's miserable by it, they'll be, this, this is all an attempt to make that, that landing easier for us peasants. Yeah. But uh, yes, but like who who actually accepts that? That that's that's the question. I know that's what they want. I know that's what they're pushing. I know they're trying to condition people to be ready for what's coming. Because again, you, all you got to do is listen to the World Economic Forum and all the people involved in it, and not just the people who are there and, and speaking on a day to day basis, but all of their 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 friends and their tentacles that are spread out across the planet. But who accepts that? Who, who, who is being, oh, okay, well, I guess my life doesn't have meaning. <laughs> like, and then goes on with it that way. It should, the answer should be no. And I know that sadly that's not the case. There's people who, who looked for validation about their thoughts, their life, all of that stuff to, to places they shouldn't. 
uh, I, I suggest going to, to, to Christ Jesus on that and, and going to the word, not what Klaus Schwab and his people saying, but there are, that's, that's the tricky part is as much as it makes no sense that someone would listen to these people and, and they're going, there they, are plenty that are and will. Well, yeah, you look at the birth rates in, in that are declining in Western civilization. So Zoomers, Gen Z, and some millennials have bought into this nihilistic view of the world where they feel like the, it's incumbent of them not to reproduce and bring in somebody else into the world that they have to feed and take care of because it's just going to add to the uh, climate so supposed climate crisis that's happening right now. So with that kind of nihilistic mindset, what's the point? It, it, what's the point of a meaningful life? Because we're going to die anyways, because these generations have been told time and time again that the planet is dying and it's because of human beings. So you may as well get on TikTok. You may as well live at your parents' house. You may as well not get a job because you're going to die anyways. And what's the point of even living at this point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Monday's show. It's so <laughs> uplifting. We're trying to have fun here. We try and tell you what's going on, but still have some fun. Uh, but man, if that, <laughs> that's just, it's just such a grotesque thing for somebody to say. Yes. It, now, now granted, being who I am and what I used to do, like there are certain people who I <laughs> took that approach. Like you're, you're meaningful and your family needs to be erased from the planet of the earth. But that's not a widespread message. You don't put that on a holiday card. Right. Or a, you know, get well. Just kidding. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you die in the hospital because your life's meaningful. Uh, not even meaningful, excuse me. Uh, it, it's just, it, it, it really is. The, the fact that they're, uh, they want us, Ginger says, they want us to expect less so we'll accept socialism. They they, they do, and they, they a whole lot more uh, than that. But, but this guy, so James Lindsay... <clears throat> Gives the best explanation. Maybe you saw this kind of uh, circling around social media this weekend, but he gives the best explanation of the Great Reset and the Marxist revolution that Western society, that's us included, folks, is going through right now. Let's take a listen, then we'll discuss. Oh, wait, which clip? This one. This one. Yep. Sorry, I had the wrong one loaded up. Here you go. Hello, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I want to uh, address something Tom just said which is, in fact, that woke is supposed to advance equity in Europe. So here's the definition of equity, and see if it sounds like a definition of anything else you've ever heard of. The definition of equity comes from the public administration literature. It was written by a man named George Fredrickson. And the definition is an administered political economy in which shares are adjusted so that citizens are made equal. Does that sound like anything you've heard of before? Like socialism. They're going to administer an economy to make shares equal. The only difference between equity and socialism is the type of property that they redistribute, the type of shares. They're going to redistribute social and cultural capital in addition to economic and material capital. And so this is my thesis when we say what is woke? Woke is Maoism with American characteristics, if I might borrow from Mao himself, who said that his philosophy was Marxism-Leninism with Chinese characteristics. 
which means woke is Marxism. And it's a very provocative statement. It's something you will certainly hear it is not, that it is different. And the, the, the professors and the philosophers will spend a large amount of time explaining to you why, no, no, it's about economics when it's Marxism. This is social, this is cultural, this is different. It's not different. I need you to think biologically for one moment, and I don't mean about your bodies. We could do that. That's a different topic. I want you to think how we organize plants and animals when we study them. They're species, but above species, there are the genus of the animals. So you think like the cats, all the cats, but you have tigers, you have lions, you have house cats, you have whatever, leopards, many different kinds of cats. If we think of Marxism as a genus of ideological thought, then classical economic Marxism is a species. Radical feminism is a species in this same genus. Critical race theory is a genus, or sorry, a species in this genus. Queer theory is a species in this genus. Post-colonial theory that's plaguing Europe is a species in this genus. And they have something that binds them together called intersectionality that makes them treat it as if they are all one thing. But the logic is Marxist, and I want to convince you of that. Because Marx had a very simple proposition, but we get lost. We think that Marx was talking about economics because he often talked about economics. He wrote a book called Capital. It's a very famous book. And we think, well, this is about economic theory. But this isn't true. It, it's only true on the surface. If we go below the surface, what Marx was talking about was something different. We know what Marx's hypothesis was, was that we must seize the means of production if we're going to bring socialism to the nations, to the world. We have to seize the means of production. So we have to ask, what does he mean? And if we think that it's about capital, then we miss what he means. If you think it's about the means of production in the factory with a hammer, and the means of production in the field with a sickle, then you miss what it means. Because Marx explained what makes human beings special in his earlier writings. And what makes human beings special is that man is a being that is incomplete and knows that he is incomplete. He is a man whose true nature has been forgotten to him, which is social being. He is a socialist at heart who doesn't realize it. And the reason he doesn't realize it is because of the economic conditions operating as the means of construction or production, not just of the economy, but of him, but of man, of society, and particularly of history. Marx said that he had the first scientific study of history, how was history produced? By man, doing man's activity. And man's key activity was economic activity, as he saw it. And so economic production doesn't just produce the goods and services of the economy, it produces society itself. And society, in terms produces man. He called this the inversion of praxis. And so when he says we must seize the means of production, and he's talking about factories and fields, he's actually talking about how we construct who we are as human beings so that we might complete ourselves, so that we might complete history. And at the end of history, mankind will remember that he is a social being, and we will have a socialist society, a perfect communism that transcends private property, is how he put it. He said, in fact, that communism is 
the transcendence of private property as human self-estrangement. That's a quote from the Economic Philosophic Manuscripts of 1844, 1844. So Marx was interested in controlling or understanding and controlling how man produces himself. And he writes about this ex exclusively in the 1840s, very deeply. Alright, so that goes on for quite some time after that. But he, he does a, a, a I encourage you to go watch it on your own. You can you can find it. It was all over X over the weekend. Um good job. But thank you. Uh but <clears throat> but this is what we're experiencing. And I think how he breaks it down in terms of the different species and genus and, and how he goes everywhere, but also how how, how things are somewhat uh an allegory or or or, or just the, the examples that are being described from what you've read and what people think, but then it's applied to what we're actually, I just thought he did a, a, a fantastic job of that. Now, are most people going to sit there and watch his 28 minute dissertation on what we're going through? No, sadly not, but it is, it's what we're going through. And it is a, it, you look at all these awful leaders of, of history across the planet and everyone tries to compare them. What's happening now is you've got people in our country, in the in the global society, the World Economic Forum, and they've taken all those and they've mashed together. This is like Fauci and his boys working up a virus and making it worse and worse and worse. They're taking all those elements and doing it in a more um, marketable way that seems like it's barely happening. It's death by a thousand cuts, but but how sinister it is is unrivaled in my view yeah it, and james goes on to talk about how during different marxist revolutions in russia well the russian revolution in particular when you had the proletariat who rose up from the bottom to to push out the bourgeoisie and what he's explaining is the bourgeoisie this revolution is coming from the bourgeoisie down under the mask of the proletariat rising up, which it isn't rising up. All it's doing is siloing people into different groups of people. And he also went on to talk about how in each one of these groups, from critical race theory to BLM to Antifa to LBGTQ, one of the commonalities that they all have is their own flag, as if they're an occupying force in a country. And so if you look at it that way, it starts to make more and more sense when you have all these occupying forces in. In order to have more intersexed people, we, we don't have them in the U.S. So now they're being brought in. So you're, being, you're having people brought in from different countries who don't necessarily want to be Americans— but they they want to partake in, in the economic system here to to boost their own their their own money making capabilities. They come with their own flags. What I just recently I saw a reporter uh, Todd Benzman. If you want to f follow somebody on X who is down on the border every day, telling a you know uh, a, the 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 story of what's actually happening down there, he and Bill Malusian are the two to follow. They're the only ones down there following on a daily basis. Anyways. He was interviewing people who were saying, he was asking them, "Are do you identify as an American or as a Venezuelan? All of them said Venezuelan. 
You can't have a sustainable country when you have other people coming in who don't want to partake in that country. And that's what they're fi- that's that's what we're finding down there. And it goes back to the flag. So now you had the flags that I just mentioned, but then you bring in the the Venezuelan flag, the Colombian flag, the Ethiopian flag, and you have all these different, but they all seem like for, from a Marxist revolutionary perspective, you need all those together as your proletariat. So the bourgeoisie thinks, oh my goodness, we've got all these people and we have to come up with a new system. Even and they're, they're going to come up with a new system to take over, but it's already in place. Yeah. It's already in place by, by the enemy class who's, seize control who who has gotten every choke point in our society yeah yeah right yeah and that's that's that is very much why you're seeing the border open with that and that and that's uh, this is not the point of this discussion the point of this discussion is the plans that are being implemented not just in this country but across the entire world and how it ends horribly for all of us but but that is the huge distinction, and we've talked about that before with these folks that they're ushering in. They're doing, they're bringing those people very much in on purpose, and it's so enraging because the people who go through the process the correct way want to be, they're coming to be an American. That is their goal. Shafi is desperate to become an American. The people who are coming across the border are just leeches and useful tools, um, and, and as much as people put some of them down, that class will eventually be a class that, I mean, it's, it, it's devastating what's coming from all of that. Uh, okay, we got to take a break. I'm going to get it back on track here after this. I'll show you kind of just as an example what things look like in America because of all these policies on the other side. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government new digital dollar visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started again that's protectfrombiden.com Welcome back, folks. Let's go to New York City for this story. The Roosevelt Hotel, by the way, in New York City, opened in 1924, was the toast of the town. For decades, the Roosevelt was one of the most prestigious hotels in New York. And today, as you would expect, it's a it's a refugee camp. Thanks to Democrats <laughs> and their <laughs> abolition of immigration laws. Uh 
this is what you get. This is what you get with the policies that we're all enduring as a country, and particularly under this radical progressive left that we're seeing right now. Take a look at this scene just outside the Roosevelt Hotel. So that's just one instance. Granted, there's there's other instances like that. But you guys, let me just tell you, I've I've served. Uh, this is I'm not trying to make this about me, but just as as a reference point, I've deployed close to 40 times to shitholes around the planet, doing God's work, funnest thing ever. And I've seen places that look like they're straight out of the Bible. They're so old school. I've seen towns that are downtrodden, beaten to hell because of extremist and and corrupt and broken governments i've never seen something look that bad i, I I'm, I'm telling you there, there might have been greater threats to to your life in some other areas but but even in in parts of afghanistan it, it doesn't look like that that that's that we should not look like a third world country and yet in all of our major cities we do it, it, it is it is ridiculous and, and and new york city how it's fallen because they're look and people i hate new york i'm never going okay but but new york was fun new york was ritzy and and had its things yes someone throws up on the street next to you and someone's defecating on the next corner there's someone having sex around happens the other all one. the time it's it, there's some nasty stuff that happens there but there was also some nice pockets and and what you've seen now is you, you get stuff like this you get refugee camps on the street thanks to Mayor Adams and his policies and every other asshole Democrat out there who's who's ushering in this kind of a scene in in a town coming, you know, a scene coming near you in whatever town or city you're in. And the thing that I found most striking about this video is that they're all dudes, it seems like. I, I think I may have saw, saw one female in all of that video. And we keep being told time and time again, it's families that are coming across and we can't separate families. These are all dudes. Military age males. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's it's a fair point. And, here, and here's the thing. You get what you vote for, right? New York, you vote, you, you, I didn't vote for this. Yes, you did. It might not have been a, a bullet point on Eric Adams' campaign documentation, but this is what you get. This is what everyone is getting. This is what San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, all, all of you are getting this kind of stuff. Philly looks like that. Not all of it's from immigrants in Philly either, by the way. Some of it's just Philadelphians. But, like, you you get what you vote for. And, and these politicians who bamboozled you, they care more about those people on the streets there 
They care more about a lot of other people than they do you. That, that's, that's just the, 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 the frank truth here. This, this is who they are. And there's a reason, right? Because you bring in people like that. It goes back to what we talked about before. It goes back to what we talk about a lot is you've got to disenfranchise the American public. You've got to get rid of the middle class. You've got to usher in this new voting class. And, and you end up just destroying what looked like a healthy, normal community. And everyone suffers except the people on the top, except for the people, in this case, like an Eric Adams, who you voted in, who still, I still am blown away by the weird-ass comment he made the other day <laughs> to a heckler. Like, what? Like, what are you talking about, making love to a homeless? Ah, whatever. But that's, this, this is what you get. That's how they want America to look like. And it doesn't, it doesn't click. It doesn't register in most people's minds. Like, no, why would anyone want that? You don't understand your enemy if, 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 you're, having that, if you're having those thoughts and asking that question. Right. And we derive a certain amount of glee from videos like this, especially in New York, San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, that have dubbed themselves to be sanctuary cities. It's like, all right, right that's the moniker that you want to go with and our immigration laws don't matter, this is the end result of it. But like everything that Democrats do, it all turns to shit. And so this is just uh, uh, what's happening in New York right now is just a preview of what's going to happen in red states, in red cities, if people in those cities let Democrats play the sympathy card. Right. It's great to have sympathy for people in their plight, but there also comes a point where if you have too much sympathy, you're going to get overrun. It, it, it's like a, a parent who has a rambunctious child who won't follow any of the rules. Yeah, it sucks if you have to discipline them because you don't want to hear them cry. You don't want to feel like they don't like you, but it's for their own good. Right. And it's for the good of our country why we have immigration laws and, and to throw the, all those out the window it, it, it is it, it's so self-destructive it, it's hard to put into words but as you were saying it's hard for a lot of people to fathom that the enemy class is willing to do this this self this self-inflicted suicide that they're putting our country through and they're doing it because they know their their belief is when all when all the dust settles, they'll still be up here, and they'll be able to rule with more authority than they've ever had in the past. Yeah, yeah. Period. End of story. Lots of comments going on. You guys keep engaging and chatting in there. Lots of frustrating uh, frustration among among the folks, as there should be. Uh, it, it is remarkable. Ginger says this. Look at how how trash it is. No no trash cans. They have no respect in their own environment. It's remarkable the mess that comes along with these encampments. I, I, I know. I mean, you can say, well, where, what are they supposed to do? Where they don't have, you know, closets and stuff like that. Just wait. I mean, they've got free drug machines. Maybe they start rolling around free closets. But, but they do. I mean, it's you're if you're coming to this country and you want to come here and you want to be an American, you want to work your ass off and chase the American dream. Great. Come on, do the process. Come on the right way. But all of these. All of these people who come, they, they, as you said earlier, they have no desire to be a part of the American dream, to be a part of the greatest experiment in the history of mankind. They just want to bring their trash, and literally they just ruin every community they come into. 
Right, and a lot. Well, you talked about working in third world countries, and I've worked in a lot of third world countries myself. And the commonality with third world countries is there's garbage everywhere because most of the people who live in third world countries are undereducated, and they just they don't know any better, so they just toss their crap wherever, and it it doesn't matter because that's what they're used to. I spent time in Monrovia, Liberia, and man, was I shocked when I saw the the beach was a block away from our hotel. I was blown away when I got to the beach, saw the gorgeous surf, the the sets that were breaking in, and then realized that the beach was the toilet. Yeah where everybody goes to the bathroom in the morning there. It, it's those the, the it's those types of things that regular, the normal run-of-the-mill Democrats, uh, middle-class Americans have no idea that that's part of a culture that somebody's bringing with them. They don't know any better. And that's what we're seeing more and more in, in the the litter in cities and even in small towns where you get different sort of Im- illegal alien enclaves the 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 litter and the garbage is going to be something that is going to devastate a lot of these communities yeah well and i want to say one quick thing too before i forget and then we got to toss it to break because uh, we got to tell we got two more hours of content guys so so don't worry about more uh more commentary and discussion here but you said this is coming to red states and cities and here's my fear. I think you're 100% right. Here's my fear. Everyone right now says, man, blue metropolitan areas are shitholes. That is true. And a lot of people get stuck in the mindset of this wouldn't happen here, whether it's a safety. People think that with, with, with mass shootings and violent situations that happen too. That's not going to happen in my small town. Just wait. I'm not encouraging it or hoping for it. This is just the reality we live in today. But people think that. Here's the deal. You see, I went, I drove two of my kids by my old house that I grew up in yesterday, and there was the, in the in the driveway a bunch of nice vehicles, and they had New Jersey plates on it. But you guys come down here. We see all these people coming down here, and some of you came for the right reasons. I'm a Republican who was in a a blue state, and I just couldn't take it anymore. Great, welcome. Uh, don't you know? Don't screw up our state. But people have that mindset of we're safe here. Things are going to be good here. You still got to get involved. You still got to fight like hell because here's the deal. Whether it's election stuff, whether it's it's just freedom-related policies, whether it's education-related policies, we tend to, as the conservative base, focus on the shiny ball and whatever the, the, the topic du jour is, the issue du jour. And it's going to bite us again on a lot of fronts. People are going to be all concerned. Okay, we got to make sure we got Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania fixed for this next election. That's true. But... You can't have tunnel vision because guess what? The Democrats are focusing on the next thing. That's how they play. They play the long game. They're going to come up and bite us in the ass in some state or states that we didn't anticipate. They're going to all of a sudden turn a state purple with some very smart, devious, albeit, strategic moves. And then people are going to be like, we thought we were good here. No, you've got to keep, if you like what you've got, you think your community's right, your state's right, the, the politicians in your area are right, stay on them. Or get involved yourself. Do something because you've got to continue fighting because they are not they're not going to be like, well, we lost Florida or we lost this state. No, that's not. What have you learned about them if you think that way? Well, look what's going on in Texas. We're going back to the, the Marxists always getting choke points in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio and Austin. The prosecutors in those cities. Yeah. Guess yeah. who funded them? Georgie boy. Yeah. <laughs> they, and now his son. It, yeah. Wait, wait till those, those states like Florida, 
where you have your Miamis, your Fort Lauderdales, your, your West Palm Beaches, your Tampas, your Fort Myers, your Jacksonvilles. They're, they're all ripe to, to have it. And, and the Democrats aren't dumb, man. They are looking, as soon as they find a way to get in, like here in Jacksonville, getting, getting uh, electing a Democrat mayor, yeah. that's the beginning. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So it's just, are you, we're, let's just be honest, right? As a party, the conservative, and I don't even necessarily, I, I'm a conservative person. I don't necessarily identify myself as a Republican anymore because I hate them as much as I hate the Democrats. But the conservative movement is lazy. We hope for the best. You can't hope for the best anymore. Those days are, are done. you got to fight for the best. Uh, we'll keep doing it on the other side of this break with some more stories. Stick around. of America. You love your kids. You love God. You love this country. And you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. cronies have lost over three trillion of america's retirement savings in 2022 alone with inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing do you have a plan to protect your wealth our friends at american alternative assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your ira or 401k into a gold ira fact is you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax deferred status visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. 
All right, let's talk about some more infighting, shall we? Favorite topic, not really. Because <laughs> as the Biden regime is imploding, Republicans find themselves in a circular firing squad, particularly with the Trump camp trying to slay DeSantis and vice versa, it's going both ways. And the latest so-called scandal was unearthed from Laura Loomer. Here was her salacious finding. And I'm just going to read it. And I've had Laura on the show a couple times in the past, just to be clear. I'm not trying to slam Laura, per se, individually here, but moreover the discussion that's happening on our side. But this, this, was, this was what was said in the, uh, the X that went out over the weekend. I have exclusively obtained this video of top Ron DeSantis bundler Brooks Waltzer. It appears that Brooke worked for slash or works for Vixen's Cabaret a South Florida strip club that she and her husband, Rich Walter, appear to frequent according to the photos I obtained. Again, I'm just reading what was posted. In this promo video for Vixen's Cabaret, Brooke, seen on the far left, and the other women in the video are dressed as sexy Santas or Vixen's Christmas in July promotion. You can kind of see, let's just pop that picture. Yeah, there. let me mute it. It's a video, I'll mute okay. it so we don't hear the video. All right, here we go. Yeah, just throw that up there. But. <clears throat> They are dancing to All I Want for Christmas, which, by the way, I think is one of the most overrated songs. I know some of you are like, oh, my gosh, I love that Mariah Carey song. Dun -dun 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 -dun. No, it's, I don't like it. <laughs> I just, it's not my thing. But they're dancing to All I Want for Christmas, which then transitions to the words, your dick, and part of the song, WAP, which, of course, stands for what, what you can d don't Google it, but you'll, you can figure out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that says, gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. Okay, that's going on at this function. Okay? DeSantis sat next to Brooke, and her, I'm still reading what Laura says. DeSantis sat next to Brooke and her husband, Rich, at his official presidential campaign kickoff at the Four Seasons in Miami. They hosted DeSantis for a fundraiser. Her husband introduced DeSantis on video, and Brooke was photographed with DeSantis and officials from Never Back Down 24 Team DeSantis this last weekend at uh, Ron DeSantis' $87,000 private, $87, private donor retreat in Deer Valley, Utah, where donors discussed his campaign reboot. Okay, so that's what was reported. Here's what I would say to all this. And again, some of you, even in this audience, are diehard Trump. Some of you are diehard DeSantis. There's maybe a few of you who are diehard someone else. Those are the two main people, though. We, the United States is on the brink of a communist takeover. And Republicans are worried that an exotic dancer and her husband are DeSantis supporters. Is, I mean, that's where we are. That, there's mud being thrown with people interpreting what they want to interpret and saying and trying to make something that's a big deal that's not a big deal. I mean, for fuck's sake, people. This is the kind of shit right here that is why we will not win and why people lose interest in politics. I, in, in some cases, just pack up and be like, shit, I'm going to Costa Rica. We talk in, in the Drew Crew a lot about just getting an island. We'll run the show from there. It'll be a live-in audience every day with, with fun, fun beach drinks. Mm. But seriously, I mean, this is a prime example. I, I pick on all the time Team Trump and Team DeSantis for going back and forth and fighting this. And I, uh, fighting about stuff. And I, I would say, even though I like Trump, that Trump's team started it. Not necessarily Trump himself, although he did. He came up with some comments uh, and some, some nicknames, which, which always feeds into this. But the point is, is, it's all dumb. It's all dumb. We're tearing ourselves apart as our country is literally being torn apart 
and we're saying, oh, there's someone with questionable character who's supporting this guy. Stop it. Who cares? Now, if it was like you had evidence that he was cheating on Casey and sleeping with one of these Santa vixens and blah, blah, blah. That's a different story. That's not the that's not the case. That's not what's even being said or suggested. It's just saying that this person has some questionable ties. So does Donald Trump. So does every other person in D.C., every person in the primary on both sides and pretty much anyone who's ever gone through that city. So I, to me, this is just a dumb argument. But it's I, I bring it up as an example of what we're doing on our side and how dumb I think it is. Yeah, it's like if you had some rare inoperable disease, but there was a doctor who had the cure, but you had to go into his office for the, for the treatments, but his office smelled like Funyuns, and he didn't want to be in there, and you wanted to be anywhere else. And so you decided that because his office smells like Funyuns, that you're not going to seek any more medical treatment from him, and you left, and then you died three months later. It doesn't make any sense. That's a very interesting <laughs> description. I do like Funyuns. I was going to say, I mean, what's wrong with Funyuns? Yeah. You know the brand Epicide Point? I, we don't have any kind of deal with them, although maybe I, I should. But, like, Epic, the brand Epic, who makes, like, really clean, good foods, they've got pork rinds. I was not a pork rind person growing up. They've got some pork rinds that are straight-up delicious. Multiple flavors. All right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, getting back to this, the, the infighting, and I understand having rigorous debate to try and figure out who is going to be absolutely the candidate. I totally get that. But this, it's a, it, it's a legal business. The dude is hosting an $87,000 per head <laughs> retreat. He's doing okay for himself. Whatever he's doing in his business is legit business is making him a lot of dough. Right. And as long I I have no problem with anybody who you know works in the adult industry, it, it's not really my bag uh to you know want to get into either you know making porn films or owning a strip club or a brothel or anything like that. Just for me morally I've got some questions even I've got morals when it comes to <laughs> just <the> breaking news <laughs> yeah. when, when, when it comes when it comes to the sex industry. Right. But other people don't and you know fine, good on them for, you know, being able to see it as a business and move forward. But if you're just gonna take little shots because somebody, you know, DeSantis or you know, it's like the same thing when we saw you know, I'm sure that I can't think of anybody right off the bat, but there are other people that took shots at Trump for is well, we see it with Epstein. You yeah. know, we always see that video of Trump with Epstein and trying to make that connection. Or just a lighter thing, the Billy Bush remarks that, you know, yeah. like there's, as Shell's saying here, the optics are bad, but it's a non story and irrelevant to what we need to be doing to get a conservative back in the White House. That's the point. She's, the, Shell's absolutely, absolutely right. The optics yeah. aren't great, but is this a make or break moment? No. This What this is, is trying to make someone look bad because they're not your candidate and and you're 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 going out of your way to do that there's everyone picking on him this week for having a beer at one of those events i don't know if it's the same <laughs> event or different event did he look kind of awkward having it yes he did is it a bad look that a presidential candidate and a governor had a beer no if you're going to be that judgy then i i i, I just think we were i think we could be smarter but then again i don't know if we can be smarter anyway i mean it's it's remarkless Remarkless. It's I'm making up words now. It's remarkable to see 
how committed people are to smearing other people on our side. Or just nitpicking. And nit yeah, exactly. Nit it's like, as you said, have the debates, have the primaries campaign against each other, but the and it's and it's, and it's less the candidates themselves, Trump and DeSantis and, and some of the other people who don't really matter, and more the supporters. The supporters, it's like, you guys, if we don't get one of these in, we're so fucked. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> look at look at that is the problem. That's and that is the solution. It might not be the perfect solution. I don't frankly think it's the perfect solution with any of them. Cause all of us are, last time I checked, broken human beings. But it's it's a start. It's and it's something that lets us breathe for a second and think about what next steps are. If we don't get someone in, we're toast. And and at the rate that we're going, I don't I'm not a firm believer that we can get someone in because we're such a self-destructive, broken ass party on, on our side. It, it, it that that's my that's my take on it. Uh, we had another clip of him in Iowa, DeSantis, that is, um, who, you know, they're they're retooling their campaign. We're going to skip past this to, to get back on time here. Uh, we are going to get to Trump's rally, but but look, just as a as a highlight or a recap of his of his his time in Iowa, DeSantis's time there, he did a great job of of highlighting his successes in Florida. He has had a lot. He has been hands down the best governor in the country the last several years here. But the the question remains: Are you, as a team, as an individual, and as a as a campaign writ large? connecting with everyday Americans. I think it's he is more than the polls indicate, but I don't know if it's enough. I don't really know. And I don't really know who I even prefer out of all of our candidates. And some people think, oh, that's that's heresy. How could you say that? You got to remember, I don't like anyone. That's just who I am. I'm in, I'm in like curmudgeon status alpha, like the top, the t whatever that is. I don't know what the, how they rank curmudgeon status. We're going to come up with it. But I, I know I know that we can do better with what we've got on the conservative side. And there's even some people who suck on our side who would be better than Joe Biden. They don't have a chance in hell. But we'll see. We'll see how 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 well he can connect with people moving forward. Uh, we know Trump does a great job of connecting with people. We're going to show you his rally over the weekend, which was pretty bang and show some clips from that. And then also talk about what he's going to do if he's, in fact, convicted and sent to prison by Jack Smith. Lots of Trump stuff coming up on the other side. Stay with us. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, 
So we talked a little bit about DeSantis. We talked more, I guess less about DeSantis and more about just how dumb people on our side of the aisle are being as of late. But let's talk about the other main candidate, the candidate who is leading in all of the GOP primary polls, and that is former President Donald Trump, someone that we all love what he did in office, did a freaking outstanding job, has been attacked and slandered more than anyone on the, the, the planet, at least in recent history. And he held a rally in Erie, Pennsylvania over the weekend, had some thoughts about the Biden crime syndicate. Let's roll the tape on that. Really great guy, Chairman James Comer and Senator Chuck Grassley and working with, I'll tell you, working with some of the finest people. They really are. Jim Jordan, so many fine people. Released a bombshell FBI document laying out a massive bribery scheme in which Hunter and Joe Biden shook down a Ukrainian energy boss, shook him down, an energy boss, a big one, for $10 million so that, as the executive said, Hunter could protect us through his dad from all kinds of problems. Well, can you imagine if I did that one? That wouldn't work out too well. It was also revealed this week that Hunter's business partner, witness Hunter, put foreign business associates on the phone with Crooked Joe at least two dozen times. Let's see what happens with that, including with the corrupt Ukrainian energy company that Joe claimed he knew absolutely nothing about. I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about my son's business. My son's business? Remember during the debate, I said, what about your son's business? What about China? Nothing to do with China. They took in millions. But so much more money pours in, and Joe, he knew all about it. It was a big lie. That was a big lie. This is the biggest scandal in U.S. history and perhaps the world, and yet the media doesn't want to report on it, the fake news right over there. Pulitzer Prize for covering uh, Russia, 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 right? And then it turned out to be false. They have to turn back their Pulitzer Prizes pretty soon. The Bidens got millions of dollars from Ukraine. Now Ukraine gets billions and billions of dollars from the American taxpayer. Joe Biden is compromised. He's dragging us into a global conflict on behalf of the very same country, Ukraine, that apparently paid his family all of these millions of dollars. In light of this information, the U.S. Congress should refuse to authorize a single additional payment of our depleted stockpiles. Did you see last week? Last week, he said, we have no ammunition. The United States, you know, I rebuilt the military. We had so much ammunition. We had to buy storage, massive storage bins for it. It's almost gone. First of all, that shouldn't have happened. But who would release that? Who would say that? That was classified information, wasn't it, huh? But the weapons stockpiles to Ukraine until the FBI, DOJ, and IRS hand over every scrap of evidence they have on the Biden crime family's corrupt business dealings. We have to know, and the public deserves to know. In addition, Congress should immediately vote to block Joe Biden's recent call-up of reserve forces. We're sending now troops over to Europe to fight. We're sending troops to fuel this 
escalating conflict. Not a single American life should be put at risk because crooked Joe Biden has been illegally paid off. He's been paid off. This is a corrupt president. And you know what? I would have never said that. I have too much respect for the office of the presidency, and I never said that. I can't say great things about him because he's been a horrible president, but I would never say. But you know what? Now we have to take the gloves off because they took the gloves off, so we take the gloves off. Absolutely take the gloves off. We all need to take the gloves off. Certainly the people who are running for office and going to be helping make decisions on behalf of the American people. But we just have to, guys. And that is the difference, right? And that is that is where Trump resonates the most, particularly with his base, yes, but with other people as well. He's got to get to some more independence. He's got to get to some more soccer moms. He's got to capture new voters 100%. Uh, and, and, and the problem with doing that is is getting them educated first to see see the value in what Trump is saying there. But but he's really the only candidate talking about fighting back because he knows what's at stake for the country. He's been in permanent Washington, dealt with it, seen the worst of it. DeSantis has, too, in his own way, but he's not experienced it. Most of the other candidates that are out there, which, again, I would argue are uh, have zero chance in hell. Most of them know they have zero chance in hell. They're they're playing a role for the GOP, but they're saying that we have to compromise with Democrats. Talking about uniting us, guys. That's the same loser mentality Republicans have had since the '90s. Who wants to unite with the other side anymore? Not me. I have no desire to unite with them anymore. I don't want to fix things with them. They hate us. You mean the the side that's trying to destroy your way of life? destroy everything that you've earned and accumulated in your life to take away any chance of, of reaching any goal? Do you mean that side? Yes, that's the okay. side. Yeah, The side who wants to put us on list, the side who celebrates when we're, when we're censored and shuttered and, and our First Amendment rights are taken away from us, all of our constitutional rights, damn near. I, I, you cannot work with this other side anymore. First of all, the other side refuses to be worked with. I mean, the Democrats never reach across the aisle. They'll say they will, but they never come across and compromise on anything. It's their way or the highway. Our side has, has long been the kinder side, which, which from a human spirit is where we need to be, but that has not worked for us. So we, we've got to do this differently. We've got to take the gloves off, as, as Trump says there, whether it's him or DeSantis or anyone else, take the gloves off and fight like your life depends on it, because it does. It just does. And he talked about, you know, he talked about a lot of things there. We talked about Biden and his family and how corrupt they are, how they're ignoring the story. They are. You, well, we talked at the top of the show today about how big this was with Devin Archer coming forward. They tried to arrest him over the weekend <laughs> because he was going to testify against the Biden family. Then they held it in closed door. I mean... Okay, first of all, getting back to the Devin Archer and the, the letter that came out, when have you ever known the government to work on, on a weekend? Right. <laughs> Oh, man, uh, I, w w we deserve better. We have to be better. And we have to go against that that decency that hopefully, you know, and most in most cases is there on our side in conservative America and just proud Americans in general of treating people fairly and 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 doing things. But we've got to go beyond that and say, we're not going to have people to treat fairly and a community to treat fairly and be kind in if we don't fight back and win. Because things are going to hell so damn fast these days. We can't afford. I, it's gonna, I don't know what the next year and a half looks like, y'all. 
here at home with, with wars abroad, but we can't afford four more years in addition. That's five and a half altogether of this. That, I don't know what's going to be left, if anything. So we have to do this differently. We've got to wake up and say, okay, everything we've done for a long, long time, some of which maybe worked in the past, but certainly isn't working now. It's not working now. It's, it's got to be changed. The gloves have got to come off. We've got to fight like hell to make sure. And that, that, that is not a direct threat or call to violence. Stupid people listening. It is, it is fight politically. It is be loud. It is be involved. It is all those things and stand up for what matters and not hope for the best. Hoping for the best is a just feckless policy. It's getting us nowhere. We cannot lean on that anymore. Uh, we just can't. We got more on Trump, though. We're going to keep talking about this. I've got us back on track time-wise. So we're going to take this break, come back, and we're going to talk about Trump, who said he will run from prison if he has to. We'll talk about whether we think that's going to happen. Should that happen? All sorts of stuff. That's, that's going to be right after this break. Get more of Drew and This Is My Show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Washington is desperate to get Trump out of the race. And at this point, they just need to jail him. And, and, and I mean, that's pretty much where they're, they're left, right? And Trump knows it. Trump knows that that's what they have to do. That's the length that they have to go to. Both Trump and his camp, the security state, are locked in a life and death struggle over power. And Trump knows that prison is a distinct possibility. Here's what he had to say about it. Let's take a listen. This is his audio on a on a uh, on Real America's Voice. But take a listen. You get these indictments. 
there ends up, you got to join D.C., you get convicted and sentenced. Does that stop your campaign for president if you're sentenced? Uh, not, not at all. Uh, there's nothing in the Constitution to say that it could, and not at all. And uh, even the radical left crazies are saying, no, that wouldn't stop. Uh, and it wouldn't stop me either. These people are sick. What they're doing is absolutely horrible. Look at Hillary Clinton. Look at what these other people got away with. You know, Obama took documents. Uh, Bush took documents. They all took documents. Uh, take a look at Bill Clinton with the socks case, where he took them out in his socks. Okay, he took stuff out. He put it in his socks, no problem. In fact, had a case which exonerated him, and it was a civil case. Nobody, nobody's ever gone through this. This is crazy. So with Biden's failing presidency and Trump's popularity rising, the security state is, as we all can see and are experiencing, desperate to silence Trump. And as, as ludicrous as it sounds, we're getting to the point in history, the point of the experiment 247 years in, where the Resolute Desk may, in fact, be in the jail cell <laughs> after all. I mean, I, we laugh and we joke about this, but that's how ridiculous everything is. The other side hates that man that much. There's people on our side of the aisle who love that man that much that we could be in, in, in just, I mean, we're in uncharted territory now. We could be in further uncharted territory moving further. I mean, and it, you had socialist candidate Eugene Debs, who was jailed by Woodrow Wilson, still on the presidential ballot. So that that part of just being on the ballot is would not be a first. But it would certainly be unique. And certainly in this day and age with media more readily available everywhere with with, you know, with X and Facebook and Instagram, all the stuff where, where people get their news from these days. It, 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 you would have this this viral uprising of people who who's the groundswell of support still for him. Certainly there would be people who say, oh, I'm buying into the optics. This doesn't look good. We can't actually vote for someone who's in prison. And you'd have the other side who would, who would you know, pour gas on the fire and try and make things even worse than they are. But what wild times that we're in, that this is, this is how it could be. I mean, and, and by all accounts, if he's, if he's being sincere, which I think he is, that he would continue to run— I, there's there's a reasonable chance this scenario could unfold the running part. I think that in my view, I think that he would not win the race if he was running from there because you would get enough people who who can't see through some of the BS and lies that are going on out there. But I but I do think it's a it's a likely scenario that this that he could still be on the ticket and running for president after being arrested. Oh, for sure. I, I think that's a that would be ideal for Democrats if he was arrested, sitting in jail, and was the nominee for the Republican Party, and that would put the Republican Party into a tailspin, trying to figure out, okay, he's our candidate, but he's in jail, and then clunkily put somebody else in there. At that point, you may as well throw Doug Burgum in there or Perry Johnson, who I don't know if you know this, but Perry Johnson has announced his candidacy. Great. <laughs> By the way, we've given more. Uh, Doug Burgum gets more uh, shout outs on this show than any show in the country. No one else knows who he is. We got you, Doug. We're not voting for you, but, but we got you.
But I do like the idea of the president of the United States having the resolute desk in a jail cell that after he gets out, having an ankle monitor and not being able to go out, out of the country because the judge has his passport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're, I mean, we're at we're at the end of the experiment, the great American experiment experiment when when these types of things are are happening you you see that we're not just sliding into banana republic mode we're in one and uh, it's just hard to imagine a way out of this here here here's here's uh, this sounds awful but where i'm kind of at on a personal level is i'm hoping for the best for the next couple cycles to give time to figure out what the hell to do because i i do feel like we are losing our country and losing it fast and if we get someone in that's great that's what we all want right and i'm of the mindset that almost anyone on our side, as much as I dislike a lot of them on our side, would at least not send the country down completely. The same thing would happen if RFK Jr. was able to, to be the nominee on the left. He's not going to. That's not going to happen. But I want time to breathe and figure it out. Because if we get someone in, if you get, if, by the way, if you get Trump in, which I, I think, I mean, what do you think? If he goes to prison and he's running from prison, He's not going to win. I don't think he's going to win because I think the people he needs, he's going to, his, his base, 100% going to vote for him. But the people that he needs to capture as voters are not going to. That's going to be a, a, too big of a, of a hurdle, mental hurdle for them to get over, I think. Yeah, I, I, he's not going to sway any new voters unless they're ex-cons in states that are letting ex-cons, ex-felons uh, vote nowadays. Right. He'll definitely have, get that vote. But like the soccer moms who are repulsed by him, we still you know don't like the whole Billy Bush thing. They're they're gonna fly away from. Him. And also people who are on the fence, and, and even other Republicans who hated Trump so much that they actually voted for Biden. Now they're kind of like, well, Biden's really not that bad. But if <laughs> idiots, they just can't bring themselves to to admit that they were wrong, right? Which is horrible. But but either way, the way that rhinos and, and progressives are, rhinos and progressives are the same people. The only difference is rhinos are going the speed limit. They're going to the same destination. Right. And the progressives want to get there immediately. And we see that with Biden saying, we, the, what, does he, what does he always say? Um, our work isn't complete yet. We're this close to completing our work. And that's what he's talking about. He's talking about reaching the destination of communism. Right. They're almost there. And they just need to mash on the gas a little bit more, avoid any sort of exits, and they're there. And same with the rhinos. You got Lindsey Graham and and uh, Pierre Delecto in the backseat of the car. Yeah. Cheering him on. Yeah. So You do. Trump, it, it remains to be seen if any of the other candidates that are running on the Republican side have that fighting spirit that Trump has and are willing to go against the security state. Because was, as we've seen with Trump, it's crystal clear who pulls the levers of power in Washington, D.C. It, it's the security state. No president makes a move without their blessing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which is why, to his defense, there's a lot of things he couldn't get done in terms of draining the swamp the first time around. Because it's like, bro, you're, it, it, you're not actually in charge. It's cute that you think you are here. And I'm not saying that to, to be little Trump. I'm saying that to whoever, whoever's sitting at the resolute desk. Yeah. You're like, you're making some decisions, but only if they're approved decisions 
Uh, it, it's just, it is that broken there. But here's the thing. One, I, I think he'd have trouble getting those votes, the votes he needs. Two, if if he's still running and he's from prison and you've got a, a, a uniparty slash radical left all bunched together that is willing to put their political opponent in prison and used some less than um, fair tactics in 2020, shall we say, there's no way in hell that they're going to let that man win. This, the, the, the system will ensure the system comes out on top, not the, not the other way around. Uh, so I, I, I think that's, that's going to be tricky. I don't think anyone else is going to fight like he's going to. The only person who arguably might come close would be Big D, uh, and that's, that's, that's TBD. I'm saying D a lot. Um, but th th there's just... I, I, I think it's, a, it's too big of a hurdle for him to get over, which is, which, is what, which is part of their thinking, too, is it's not just they're putting him in jail because they hate him. They do. It's because they know it's also a huge PR campaign victory for them. And and trying to ensure that he doesn't get back into office, because if he gets back into office, they're all in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And if he does get back into office, it's not just firing Christopher Ray. It's firing whoever's underneath him, who's ever underneath him. It we're, we're talking like 10 people down the command staff in each of them. Yeah. To to weed to weed out the corruption that's going on within the security state. If you don't, you, you can get rid of, you got rid of Comey, big deal. And then, you know, then in pops Ray, it was just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. Well, and here, but here's the problem with all of that, right? That, there's no problem with that. Those things need to happen. We need to, to fire people. We need to prosecute and, and jail people. We need to try and scatter certain things to the wind, certain organizations to the wind and, and start fresh and try and restore credibility. But it's not that easy. No, it's not easy because it's a her Herculean task. And even if we get in, and this is why I say I just want someone on our side to win. So we have some breathing, breathing room for a minute to kind of reassess, not for long, because we got to push hard to the hoop and go, 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 go. But if if he gets back in, for example, and starts making big moves, they're they're going to double down on their stuff. Like, it's not like, oh, great, we fixed it. We're back on track. Like, no, you think things are bad now? Wait until the levels that they will go to try and get things back. So we get into this perpetual cycle. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. I, I, I just, I personally don't see a way out of this for our country over the long haul. So it's, it's, it's getting little victories where we can along the way so we can, we can breathe, reassess, and come up with the next, next strategy. Um, because, but th there is no such strategy out there that's going to fix everything during the years of 2024 to 2028. No, they're going to make sure that whatever Trump tries to implement, if he becomes president, whatever he tries to implement, they're going to try and scuttle that any way possible. And so, and the Republicans are going to help. And I, I always go back to this. Remember when he was going to appeal Obama, Obamacare and who came to the rescue yeah. off his deathbed? Yeah, that's that's right at that moment. I was like, all you fuckers are on the same team. I yeah. can't believe I fell for you. Yeah. And fell for the bullshit that you were throwing out there. I feel like the biggest idiot ever. But to their credit, 
they came right out and showed us who they were. They did, yeah. Well, he's a perfect example. Everyone got suckered into, oh, he was a POW and he served this country. Great and honorable things. That doesn't mean you, you can't be a douchebag <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and a total loser who doesn't get our country. Uh, it, it, it's Multiple things can be true at once, folks. They, they just can, and in fact, they almost always are. John McCain was a loser who just happened to serve our country. Thank you, but we don't miss you. Okay, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we still remarkably have Democrats who are out there shilling for Biden talking about, we saw his wife, of course, doing it the other day. Well, that home-wrecking bitch, of course, is going to say stuff like that. But there's Democrats who are working in D.C. who are saying the same thing, talking about how he's restored all sorts of things, the rule of law, Department of Justice. It doesn't sound right because it's not. We'll show you the clips, though, anyways, after the break. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. All right, let's go to fantasy land for a little bit, shall we? Because Trustafarian billionaire turned representative Dan Goldman is becoming one of the most obnoxious and unconscious rising stars in the Communist Party. Over the weekend, he was asked about the possibility of Joe Biden pardoning Hunter. Here's what the slippery representative had to say. And the, the White House, White House press secretary uh, this week said that, that they, a pardon for Hunter Biden is off the table. But we haven't heard... Uh, President Biden himself ruled out. Do you think a pardon for his son would be a mistake? Yes, and I don't think there's any chance that President Biden is going to do that, unlike his predecessor, who pardoned all of his friends uh, and anyone who had any access to him. Um, President Biden has restored the integrity of the Department of Justice, and I think you see that in this case, where he kept on, and Merrick Garland kept on, a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney to investigate the president's son. If there is not an indication of the independence of the Department of Justice beyond that, I, I don't know know what what we could look for <laughs> all right so apparently joe biden has restored the credibility and prestige of the department of justice 
It's so predictable, right, though, because the con what did you hear there? Beyond that absurd lie, you, you heard the Democrat, in this case, Goldman, come back to all they know, and that is to attack Trump. They bring it back to Trump. They have nothing else. They have no other play. Trump had an adversarial relationship with the Department of Justice. Started with Jeff Sessions, who screwed the pooch from the jump with appointing a special counsel to investigate the whole Trump-Russia collusion thing. Uh, but, but to say, let, let me take a break there for a second. To, to say that the Department of—I mean, there's not been—I can't think of—I'm just trying. I'm racking my head even as I'm saying this. I can't think of one positive thing that the Department of Justice has done— since Biden came into office. And arguably, I, I, you almost could say the same during the previous administration, too. Oh, yeah. There's, there's nothing that says, oh, they got our back. They're watching your back in a different way, not like a we got you way, but a we got you kind of a way. I just confused everyone with all those weird statements there. But, but a lot of we got yous. Yeah, a lot of, we, a lot of that going on. But, but all that to say, it's laughable to say that DOJ has been restored. The rule of law has been restored. It, it, it has gone so far the opposite direction that everyone is talking. You, you don't get to the point where people are saying we need to take the Bureau and the Department of Justice and scatter them to the winds, which is, which is the kind of rhetoric that is out there for a good reason by a lot of people when things have been restored to greatness. They, you don't jump right to, hey, we did it. Let's break it down. Let's be <laughs> right. Even if you're not following the Department of Justice as closely as we do it, it, with during the news cycles, all you have to remember is the fact that Merrick Garland reached out to the NEA and said, write us a letter saying that some of the school board members around the country are, are feel threatened at school board meetings and will sick the FBI on them. That was the moment for me where it was like, you're a piece of shit. The DOJ is a joke, and whatever investigations are spawned by the FBI that come from the federal level are all witch hunts. Yeah. And that's what we continue to see from these jokers. Yeah. They're, they're witch hunts, and they've also, they've also instigated events that they've been caught in over. The, I mean, you, you, you've got the Gretchen Whitmer stuff. You've got <laughs> January 6th. So not only are you not doing your job, you're—, you're <laughs> Your fabric, you're, you're, you're playing actor and role player. Like They become LARPers with the Patriot. <laughs> They're front. LARPers. You're yeah. a bunch of thespians with badges. Uh, it's, it's not good. It's, uh, I, I'm telling you. But, but let's, let's move on to another uh, Democrat fantasy here. I, I want to talk about this one, the ever-so-oily senator who was installed in Delaware. When Biden became VP, Chris Coons also weighed in on Biden and who he thought the Joe was. Take a listen. Let me ask you this. Do you think it would behoove the president for him to come out and say, hey, I had no business dealings with my son. My son's issues are my son's issues. Do you think he needs to say that more directly? Because there's a lot of people that believe something something else will happen. Well, let's be clear about that point, Chuck. There's been a five-year investigation, five years, by a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. Um, this investigation started during the Trump administration, and they've come forward with not one shred of evidence um, tying President Biden to any of this. <laughs> uh, Tom, your laughter says it all. <laughs> they don't have. They've been investigating for five years and not one shred of evidence. 
Merrick Garland keeps telling the AG in Delaware to stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or when Trump was in office, was it Bill Barr who was telling him to stop? Or just like putting it on the back burner and not even pushing the investigation forward and just going, oh, you know, just uh, whatever. Yeah. It's okay. Well, but these are the, we talked about this last week with the border, right? These are the kind of things they can say because in, in this case, there's there's nothing has come. Well, nothing has come because you told them not to do anything. Right. That is that is how that works. Yeah. Border apprehensions are up are are uh, are down seventy percent. They are down seventy percent because you have told them not to apprehend people. <laughs> yeah. But but oh, I mean the American populace is dumb enough that they're like that's great. I'm it's working. Notes. Everything's going awesome. No, it's not. Everything is going awesome for the left, and and it's going according to plan. But this is this is not this is not reality, you guys. What, what what's reality is the circling of the wagons by permanent Washington, and and the way they're doing it around a man who doesn't even know where he is half the time. And Joe Biden, it's staggering. It's crazy to see. They're hitching their wagons to the most inept, dementia-ridden, unpopular president we've had in the history of this country. As everyone says all the time, I get this in the comments all the time, and I can't respond to all of them. But I do see and hear your comments. Jimmy Carter was a good guy. He just wasn't qualified or ready for the for the job and whatever else. But but the but this, the this, the main point, the sentiment behind the point, and whatever version is presented is he was a good guy, just not a good president. You can't say that for Joe Biden. No. Joe Biden is an asshole. <laughs> always has been. Always has been. Has not always even been well liked by his colleagues. Is corrupt as the day is long. And now you've got all of those things that I just said, and you add in complete and total cognitive failure. And that's what we're left with. And yet, we see the obvious, we live in the obvious, and people just, no, no, everything is great. I mean, how many Americans are left that actually are buying this bullshit? Things are awful. What do we tell them? Just just tell them it's great. See if it works. And then, it, and then it sadly somehow does. But here's the thing. They, here's why. You say, well, how could they? I, I just even asked you a second ago. Why are they standing by? Why are they circling the wagons around Joe Biden? It doesn't make any logical sense other than the fact that it actually does. Because if he goes away, then they're all exposed, right? Plus, Joe's in the club. The club takes care of each other. Yeah. That's... They're all members of the same club. When you've got the likes of Lindsey Graham saying, I've known Joe Biden for 40 years, and he's not a corrupt man. It's like, okay, we know where you're coming from now. And the same with Mitt Romney and the rest of them. They're all like, well, you know, I, I've you know worked together and crossed the aisle and worked on legislation with Joe Biden. You know, he's a man of character. He's in the club. Right. And they got to they gotta watch out for members of the club. And it... it if Joe Biden goes away and it's proved that he's as corrupt as all of us know that he is, but it, it's he goes down with the media taking him down, who the are the the corporate media who have the ears of all all the sheep out there, and in there it'll it, the fear for these permanent Washington politicians is the fact that something will be reflected on them because this is how this leverage game goes. So you could have somebody in the Biden camp saying, oh, Lindsey, 
oh, so you're in favor of Joe leave, leaving? Guess what? We're going to leak some information on you now. Yeah. And it's just going to perpetuate itself, and none of them want that. No. No, it is. It is. There's a reason it's described as a house of cards. It very much is. They're all in it together, and, and they're not necessarily in it together because they all love each other. They're in it because everyone has leverage upon one another, and no one wants that exposed. We know what Lindsay's looks like. <laughs> God. It's like a hot, sweaty grinder account. Like, it's... <laughs> mm. I don't, I, that hair wafted. No, I can't I, do it. I, I can smell the sweat and petroleum products from here. Yes. <laughs> mm. Thank you for that visual. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. With that, let's take a break. We got one hour left in this show, folks. We're going to get into some troubling stuff that's happening overseas. There's a lot of it. We pay attention to a lot of what, what's happening here at home, and we should. We got to take care of our own first. But we've talked about the Ukraine war and what a mess it is. It just got worse. We've talked about today, China and Taiwan, and how we're now sending almost 300, oh, what was it, 345, 300, almost $350 million in military aid to Taiwan. We've got Russia and China who are smartly and strategically creating alliances and partnerships with, with people that we aren't across the globe. They're playing the long game. We aren't. We'll talk about all those things and more. we got the post-show press conference, of course, coming up later today, too. That's all after the break. Stick around. Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. When I met my husband, Chuck, he was famous for doing things like this. Now he's in his 80s and he's still doing this for fun. And since we live on a ranch, he's up at sunrise doing things like this. Isn't that right, honey? That's right. He's stronger, can work out longer, keeps up on his ranch chores and has plenty of energy left over for his grandkids. I've made just one change. I still feel like I'm in my 50s. I've started doing this too and I've never felt better. I feel 10 years younger and my body looks leaner and I have energy all day. Chuck made a video that explains everything. Watch it. It'll change the way you think about your health. Watch this video. Watch the video. You won't believe how simple it is. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, 
They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. So we got closer to world war over the weekend in a lot of ways two-front war again a war in europe and a war in the pacific <laughs> we've done this before guys we've done this before but we got particularly closer with the war in ukraine and our efforts against russia this weekend because over, over the two-day weekend, you had the Ukrainians, of course, with the help of, of the United States, who sent a kamikaze drone into the side of a building in Moscow. Here was the scene. Let's take a look. So enough, a little much, okay? All right, just simmer down. You're probably a smoking hot Russian. I, uh, those cows kind of turned me on. <laughs> That's like in her like Russian mail order bride. Profile, the, the audio. Oh, she's got audio clips here. Hold on. Um, but look, I mean, look, this was another provocative move to get Putin to bite off on full on a hot war with America. And if that wasn't your goal, that's that's still what happened here, because eventually, whether it was this and there was some spicy rhetoric back from from the Russian uh, regime after this, but whether it was this or something else, eventually we slash Ukraine are going to do something that will warrant retaliation and innocent Americans are going to get hurt. We just keep asking for it again. Russia's happy and content where they are. They're having to fight off the so-called big offensive right now from the Ukrainians. But but they're happy where they are. They're not trying to push into Europe, like people are saying, to try and get us into some forever war here. But we are. We're not saying, okay, you got what you came for. Here's how we're going to do things moving forward so we can end this and we can all get back to some form of normalcy. That's not what's happening. You have drones crashing into the side of a Moscow building. You have, on top of that... The little dancing man in Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, who warned 
that war, he said war was coming to Russia right after three of there's That was just clip of one, but three drones uh, were downed over Moscow. That one hit. But I mean, uh, here's a quote. Gradually, the war is returning to the territory of Russia, to its symbolic centers and military bases. And this is an inevitable, natural and absolutely fair process. Ukraine is getting stronger. He added, he added too, but we must be aware that just as last year, Russian terrorists can still attack our energy sector and critical uh, facilities this winter. So all that to say, spicy rhetoric, Zelensky saying war is coming to Russia, that doesn't de-escalate things. No. <laughs> hitting Moscow, hitting any part of Russia for that matter, but city center in Moscow, there's been attempts obviously on the Kremlin and then saying we're coming and the war is coming to Russia. I'm sure it is, but I don't, for the love of God, know why. I, I, I just think it is so stupid. And you, you, you bring, he, he makes that comment at the end. I'll read it again. He said, but we must be aware that just as last year, Russian terrorists can still attack our energy sector and critical facilities this winter, AKA, here's something new we're going to do. Yeah, uh, we're going to destroy our own power plants. It, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Again, and, 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 and keep this in mind. This is what's been so amazing about this, is they talk about Zafarija power plant, for example. Russian-controlled. And they say Russia's going to—supplies Russian-controlled territory. They're going to destroy it and detonate it. Why would Russia do that? Why would they blow up a dam? Why would they blow up a dam that flooded mostly Russian-controlled territories? Why would they both blow up a pipeline that is a revenue stream for them? Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean you guys, at least come, if you want to get into a forever war, come up with better talking points that make some form of rational sense. These do not at all. So, you, I mean, expect that because everyone telegraphs what they're going to do in this day and age. Expect that. Ukrainian military, along with U.S. forces, are going to start destroying power plants. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that quote means. That's exactly what it means. <laughs> and it has to I mean, right? The Ukrainian infrastructure has to be annihilated because that way, who can come in and rebuild things? BlackRock. BlackRock going to print that money. Uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's what's going to happen. This is going to be a forever war. You keep saying, Tom, it, we've, we've moved into insurgency phase of the war. We have. We've moved into telling new stories and tales, tall tales about this war, so we can stay there. And even though we don't need to be there, and we certainly don't need to be sending more money and, and more equipment and personnel and all of that, we will, because there's money to be made in war. And that's what happens, and that's what drives wars. So you're going to see that. The, the, again, the normal response at this point would be, Jill, good to see you. Have a great day. Uh, the normal response would be, it's time to step back. Like, this is pretty much done. Let's figure out how the dust settles and, and move on. Instead, we're ramping things up like, oh, shit, like this looks like it's over. We got to blow that up. We got to kill these people. We got to start attacking Moscow proper. That's how committed these these sick bastards are to fighting this war. I mean, it's crazy. And you know what's happening in response is, is they're getting what they want because eventually they want Russia to retaliate in a bigger way. And, and the Kremlin threatened the use of nuclear weapons in the wake of this drone strike over the weekend. They, they came out and were like, yeah, we don't like what you did here. 
And you had Dmitry uh, Medvedev, a former Russian president, Putin ally, has warned there's simply no other way out, said that Kiev should pray to our warriors that they do not allow the global— gl The global. <laughs> the global. <laughs> the global nuclear fire to flare up. Uh, <laughs> At, at, at this point, I don't know that they're going to, right? They've threatened nuclear weapons 700 times at this point. When you own the world's most nuclear weapons, you, you tend to be able to do that. They're feisty there in Moscow. Again, this is not a pro-Moscow or pro-Putin show. We try and make that clear all the time. We're just not also pro-Ukrainian war. But at some point, something big is going to happen, a retaliation of some level. Is it going to be nuclear? I don't know. Possibly. Possibly not. I hope not. But the bigger issue is, is it is going to, I, I feel very certain that it is going to escalate more. I've been saying this the whole time, and I've been saying it the whole time because no one, it's clear, no one is attempting to offer any kind of off-road or off-ramp to peace. There's no negotiating of a peace deal. I thought the Democrats loved this. I thought Joe Biden loved foreign policy. He does. He's said it many times. Many times. He's a self, self-described great foreign policy expert, even though there's literally not an ounce of documentation or evidence to ever support that. <laughs> And this would be one of those great things. They talk about, oh my gosh, can you can you imagine being on the streets there? They 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 talk about the loss of life and families and yada yada yada. Then try and be the guy who ends it, not makes it worse. Be the guy who I thanks to me and my completely rotted brain, we have negotiated a peace deal. Well, there will be no more war. There'll be no more death. Hell, get yourself some money out of it. You, you know you will. But why isn't he taking that tack instead of saying, instead of doing that, they're going down this other path where it's like, let's get more people killed. Let's try and get as many killed as possible. And again, we know the answer. Victoria Nuland. Yeah. That, that's the common denominator. The architect of, one of the architects of the Iraq invasion she had a, you know, when Trump got in, he called, told her to go take a lap, and she was a non-player for four years. Biden gets back in, and guess what? We're on the verge of a two-front war. Yeah. <laughs> That's the commonality that, that, that I see here. Commonality and <clears throat> reminder, if you've been here the whole time, then God bless you. I'm so glad you're here. But we talked at the beginning of the show, I, I referenced it just minutes ago, too, how we're giving, we announced new aid to Taiwan. We're getting into a two-front war, not with some small entities or enemies. We're talking about a two-front war with the next two biggest, most powerful <clears throat> countries on the planet. It's not a good idea to get into war with either of them. Our decision makers have been like, you know what? It's not a good idea. Let's get into war with both of them. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Let's run with that idea. <laughs> That's the kind of out-of-the-box thinking is going to get us a second term. Yes. Or no election at all because we can say we're not doing it because we're in. That's the out-of-the-box thinking. <laughs> Lord help us. Lord help us. Where's the bartender when we need it? Um, by the way, if we die during this final hour, we were just out on break, and Tom and I noticed that it looks like the world isn't back. Yeah, it, it's, it's so dark outside, it looks like it's black and white. Like, that's how dark it is right now outside yeah. the window. It's crazy. Yeah. We had a good run. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good run. Um, had some laughs. <laughs> honestly, I mean, this, this crazy—I mean, what, what did that thing say earlier from the World Economic Forum? 
Life doesn't have to be meaningful. (laughs) Going back to that, I just think there's people out there that are talking to their spouses and like, I'm just not happy. Well, the WF says it doesn't have to be, and that's totally fine, honey. And it's like, hmm. I I I I was reading more of that while you guys were talking about it, and they want people to be psychologically rich. That's what they want. They want your brain to be rich and and all that stuff. But you don't have to be happy as long as you're psychologically rich. Then you're having a, a, a life that's... Has because they have more shit for themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how that works. Oh, yeah. That's how that works. Mm. Okay, well, um, possible two-front war. We all feel pretty confident, as I think most of you do in the audience, that sometime between now and 2024, Taiwan's going to make their move. They might have sped up their timetable because of us poking them in the eye and saying, hey, we're sending aid there, even though they've told us not to. We've sent hundreds of millions of dollars of aid to Taiwan. You've got, you, you've got all sorts of, as that's happening, though, all sorts of moves happening around the planet. China's been doing this forever. China is freaking smart. We can all hate China and say their products suck ass, and they do. They break really easy. But we rely on China a lot, and we also, China has been playing this game forever in kind they played this smart game in countries that some people don't even know existed. And they're playing this strategic game with minerals and with, with, with whether it's going after, well, we'll talk about all this stuff. We're going to get into it after the break because Russia is kind of starting to do the same thing now, right? You've got this new alliance. Russia's been going around, Putin's been going around meeting with leaders across the African continent, and they're playing the game smart. And by the way, as they're doing this, they're not only playing the game smart, coming up with some new strategic partnerships that help them, benefit them, screw us, but they're also destroying the U.S. dollar, as we keep talking about all along the way. That's not something we're getting into after the break. So I just gave that to you for free. That oh, was just that's our, nice. very that's nice. my gift to you. You're very magnetic. Um, I can't even you. say the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we've been making up words all yeah. day. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk Putin, Africa, and their alliance. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. all experienced low levels of electrolytes, whether from a late night of drinking, completing a half marathon, or maybe even just experiencing a bout of explosive diarrhea from a food truck. 
You know what it's like to need to replenish those also important minerals in your body. But why just settle for that when you can enjoy our new proprietary sports drink and colon sweet blend, Colon Sport. Colon Sport is the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. With a quick surge of sugar and electrolyte replacement, you'll feel on top of the world. And then, like a brisk wind tickling your grandmother's chimes, you need to drop those minerals and a whole lot else. So stop drinking other successful mineral replacement drinks and jump on board the Colon Sport Express. We're not only sure you'll love the taste, but we promise you'll be coming back for more. Colon Sport only hydrates and replenishes electrolytes for a temporary period before blowing out your bowels and requiring most individuals to start the process over and over and over. Individual results may vary. Some individuals may experience significant weight loss. Let's talk something pretty important here. For, there's a couple stories that we've hit on over the last several weeks here that are really important, and I'm surprised that no one's talking about it. One of the biggest ones was BlackRock and Saudi Aramco getting married. Big deal. If you're confused on that terminology, it was it was a relationship merger, not a actual marriage. But... <laughs> But that was a big deal. There's been some, some other stories like that. But this one here, too, is interesting and, and worth noting. And, and I think it's one of the more important ones, too, particularly because no one's talking about it. Over the last month, though, you've had Putin, who's been meeting with leaders from different African nations, building partnerships with them. And corporate media, as I just was saying, has been ignoring these meetings. But it raises some very interesting questions about Russia and China's plans for the continent. Here's what Eritrea President Isaias Efwerki, Efwerki had to say. I don't know if I said it right, but take a listen anyways. They are printing money. They are not manufacturing anything at all. It's printing money. And this has been one of their weapons globally. The monetary system, the global monetary system, controlled by dollar and euro, has been used. Sanctions here, sanctions there, sanctions there, grabbing this uh, account, grabbing that account, has been one of their tools. This is not going to continue indefinitely. And we need uh, uh, a new financial architecture globally not controlled by you, not controlled by, by, by the dollar, not controlled by, by other currencies. Okay, so he makes a great point, and I lied. I said we weren't going to get into the dollar, but, um, but we are, because he's saying all we do is, is print money, which is true. And, and what you're doing, too, is we're printing money that, by the way, is, is worth jack shit these days. It's only getting worse. Another reason to visit our friends at, at American Alternative Assets. But you've got more and more countries leaving the dollar behind, including third world countries. There's the Brazil deal. There's, there's, there's lots of people going away from it in terms of, of oil purchases and deals. But you've got smaller countries as well who are abandoning it. And they're going with the yuan, or they're or they're dealing with Russia, or whatever the case might be. All of which, though, is 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 very damaging to the value of the U.S. dollar. And people will say, "Well, whatever, that's fine." And no, no, no. When the value is down, and and also because of some of these arrangements and strategic alliances that are happening over the country, and the cost of products goes way up, you're everyone's in trouble. 
But as it pertains to Africa, China and Russia both have been smart in in partnering with them. And, and partnering is not always the right word, because sometimes in many cases it's actually taking advantage of them. But they're tapping into the resources there and they're tapping into relationships in some cases as well. Well, meanwhile, in our country, everyone has always snubbed their nose at Africa. Democrats in particular. Democrats don't like Africa or Africans. Joe Biden said recently, quote, Africa is about to reach a billion people. Think about that. A billion people that he probably whispered something afterwards. But why would he bring up Africa's population if he didn't feel Africans were undesirable? I mean, that's that that is who that is who they are. You've got some of our key Democrats in our country also who use Africans literally as as guinea pigs, guinea pigs, Bill Gates. Yeah, looking at you, Bill. But you, you've you've got this. And you're going to continue to see this. And I, 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 I want to I want. Well, let's let's move on to this and then we'll, we'll kind of button it all back up and, and bring it together. But or unless you've got something to add to that, Tom. No, the only thing that I want to add to that is I've traveled extensively all over that continent to many different countries. And what I have seen as far as what Western uh, civilization, Western countries have done to like not help at all with that country it is pretty astonishing. And there's only one time that I could ever remember. It's everybody's... Everybody in every country that I've been to on that continent is always asking for money. I only met one person, one, uh, the kid must have been about 11 years old. His name was Mingstu Niebert. And Mingstu was outside of our hotel and he wanted to shine my shoes. And I said, all right, I'll take them off and give them to you and I'll go into the hotel. And he goes, no, I want you in your shoes so we can talk. And I was like, okay. And so he was shining my shoes and I gave him money for it. But he was the first... Um, he was the first that was in Ethiopia. He was the first Ethiopian that I had met who was willing to do work for money because and then all his friends were making fun of him because he was actually working to get money. And they were making fun of him for doing that because they're so used to getting handouts from Westerners who have come to the point where after they pulled their colonies out, you know, some of their brutal, uh, brutal tactics that they used on the locals, the uh, Belgians come to mind who are notorious for being horrible uh, to the Africans in Democratic Republic of Congo, um, that they're at a point where they're just they're paralyzed because they're always waiting for somebody to come save them. And what we've done as Westerners, we haven't helped them help themselves. You know, right. with, with with being able to get land on their own feet. But in, as you were saying, the Chinese have filled that void by coming in, offering them jobs. It, well, you could, uh, it's slave labor. Right. Pretty, it, it paving the entire company and strip mining all all of their minerals to make batteries. Right. Well, but, they, but, but, the, but the African nations get in, per, there's perceived value there for them. Be oh, for sure. Because they have a relationship, they get infrastructure. And again, the Chinese and to a lesser but but still a certain extent the Russians do this and they what they get out of it are partners. And people say, "Well, who cares if you've got a partner, you know, it's this shithole country or that shithole country." Well, it does all add up. And eventually as they're chipping away and taking away value from the US dollar with trade trade arrangements and and deals, it does start to make an impact. But it's smart, and the reason I bring up how China plays the long game 
And that's the play here with Russia, too. You, you found this graphic here, but China does it all over to Afghanistan. Who's there now? China. What are they doing? The same shit that they're doing in Africa because they see a value. It's not all it's not all um, done with just out of love and great. It's not charity. They see value on this continent that our country has never seen value on. We, we if if those places are lucky, they get some 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 good hearted missionaries who come and help. But as a country, we don't. And you see this and you see why they're strip mining and why they're going after this, because it is plump full of amazing things that we all need and that are, are of great worth and value. Oil, gold, copper, diamonds, coffee. Just got a new coffee partner today that we'll tell you about in the next week or so. You know, petroleum, you name it, iron ore, cotton, fish, you name, I mean, look at all the stuff that's on there. And those are just examples. But, but China says, okay, you guys have abandoned here. Russia now saying the same thing. You guys don't give a shit about Africa, its people, its leaders, because it's seen as just this third world shithole. But underneath the ground in this third world shithole are great resources, great minerals, lots of money. So, hey, what do you guys want? We'll pretend to be your friends. We'll pave some roads for you. We'll give some people jobs and boost your economy. And then everything that's technically yours, we will take for us. How does that sound? And that's how those arrangements work. But that's the long game because they've got all the they've got the rights to all those minerals and to the oil and to all of that stuff. And and then we come in like, oh, you know what? Because this is the douchebag American thing to do. Oh, there's gold under there. Like we should be friends. Like, no, you missed the boat. Right. You missed the boat. These guys have been playing this game for a long time. And, and people always ask, and if you don't pay attention, it doesn't make sense. Why, why does China have a presence in some of these shitholes all around, the, not just in Africa, all around the planet? It's because of what's underneath those shitholes. They're smart. They, they play the, the game differently than we do. And again, obviously, I'm pro-America. This is not a pro-China or Russia show. Fuck both those countries. But... But they play the game better than we do. Just like here in this country, Democrats are awful people. They play the game better than our side does. You, you can you can respect the game without liking or respecting the people. And and I think this is an interesting story. But let's move on. Have you been you've been to Niger? I've not been. To you've Niger. not been to Niger. You've I've, been to like every other freaking. Uh, I've been to um, uh, Burkina Faso, uh, Nigeria, Senegal, Liberia, Sierra Leone. Just in that sort of. Uh, western section of Africa, but and then down below in the east side and okay. so forth. Well, so I bring up Niger because so there's there's a couple things going on there uh, in 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 the African content writ large. You've you've got the development uh, of of less well off nations for the sake of Russia and China getting their minerals and and what's beneath the earth's surface there, but you've got Niger, which is obviously a complete shit show of a country. And the U.N. listed it dead last of developing countries. But it went, it went through a coup, and lots of so-called experts, people that are out there, pundits, you could, you could say, are claiming Russia's behind it. What do you make of that? It's possible. There's a void there. Niger is such a desperately poor country, and they, they've seen an influx of Boko Haram come in and, and start terrorizing villages there. We had, I think it was 10 years ago, was it? We had, 
or maybe even uh, sooner than that. I mean, I'm gonna say 2017, maybe. Uh, three Green Berets were killed. No, uh, 2017 from, sounds right. I, yeah, three Green Berets were killed there in a Boko Haram ambush. The the people in Niger are, are terrified of Boko Haram, just as the people in Nigeria are when Boko Haram came in and, and kidnapped all the girls. So they're looking for anybody to help them to help fight against Boko Haram. And it seems apparent with the footage that I've seen and in, in the uh, images that I've seen over the weekend with all the, the people in Niger holding Russian flags that— there is some kind of yeah. influence going on there. So is is it possible that Russia was behind it? I would say there's a pretty good probability that they were. Yeah. Well, and there's reports that Wagner Group was there. Or they're, they're certainly in neighboring countries. So there's possibility that, that it was utilized and spilled over. Who knows? Who knows? But But they're trying to express in this scenario this hypothetical goodwill. That's a problem of yours? We got you. We got it. Well, a friend of mine who lives in Nigeria, who's got a, a security contracting company, 10, uh, 2013 was hired by Good um, Good Luck Jonathan, who was the president of Nigeria, to go and retrieve some of the girls that had been kidnapped by Boko Haram. So he put together a team, which kind of reminds me of the Wagner Group, because he had worked for Executive Outcomes, which in the 90s put down uh, Civil War in Angola and also Sierra Leone. With the team that he put together, he was able to go in and they were able to liberate something like 140 girls from that. And also, and they ended up killing 1,300 Boko Haram. And Niger is in the same position right now. They don't have this mass kidnapping, but their their military is pretty ineffectual. So they need somebody like the the Wagner Group to go in there and decimate Boko Haram for them, and, and they'll take the help from wherever they can get it. Yeah. Is this the scene here? Yes. Here, here let's play this. Just I don't know if there's audio yeah, or not. There's no audio. There's no audio, but you can see the Russian flags amidst the, the, the populace there who is happy with Russia for, for one reason or another. And again, this makes perfect sense. Whether you're China or Russia, you want access— you want access to the minerals and some of the valuable resources that are on this continent, of which there are many. This is kind of a low-hanging fruit, low-drag thing for you. Okay, you got some some extremists here. We've got the we've got the folks who could take care of them. That's that's all you want. Okay, cool. Here's what we want in return. Now, who knows what that deal looks like as it pertains to Niger, um, but but that is how things are done in in the most simple of terms across that continent. Right. You, we we want access to all this. This gives us long-term, sustainable minerals and 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 materials. You need security support. You need roads. You need some some people to help just push out some 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 vagrants and and, and vagrants in this case being extremists. Okay, we got you. As 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 opposed to how we do it. And look, we do some amazing things in the Horn of Africa. And other parts of Africa as well. I'm not saying we don't they, they don't get celebrated. The problem is most of the stuff in the intelligence and special operations community no one ever knows about. So you see the failures that are talked about and never the successes. So there's lots of things happening all around the planet, but we collectively, historically, have abandoned the continent of Africa, despite its its rich rich and, and vast resources. Okay, let's take a break. We're going to move on from Africa. We've spent some time there. And let's find out this. We're going to play a little game 
Ooh, I like games. Okay, David likes games. Yeah. Uh, let's find out who is xenophobic. Hmm. At least according to this new suggestion. <laughs> I may not like this game now. <laughs> you probably won't, you xenophobic douche. Uh, we'll talk about it after this break. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. Yeah, right here. <laughs> sure did. did. Did you wash it down enough? Or, or no? Yeah, you can't wash that kind of thing down. Uh, you just can't. <laughs> um, anywho, we, we, here's a little learning point for you. We have five senses. Okay, maybe some of you during COVID had three or four, mm -hmm. right? If you lost your taste and your smell. But we have five senses. And according to a leftist activist, if you can smell BO coming from an immigrant... You're a racist xenophobe. Here's the headline from the Daily Mail. Hate the smell of B.O.? Question mark. You might be xenophobic. Bizarre study finds people who are sensitive to disgusting smells are more likely to have negative attitudes <laughs> towards migrants. Let me read these other bullet points here. Disgust at the smell of feces. Um, is that what that says? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Sweat and urine. Sweat and urine may be linked to xenophobia. Scientists claim that steering clear of disgusting smells is a natural mechanism, but when that works into overdrive, it could trigger hostility towards refugees. Can we let's just keep that up for a second so people can read the finer points there? Because someone smells and you can smell them, or because perhaps you smell feces, sweat, or urine, <laughs> let me just get to the point here. You're not a racist. That's not how that works. It's just not. It's Just not true. Hygiene. <laughs> it, it, it's basic hygiene. Democrats have notoriously bad breath, for example. It doesn't make me racist if it means they don't brush their teeth. If a person smells, they aren't using deodorant. I know this firsthand, okay? 
I've dealt with Afghans. I've walked into rooms that have made me want to vomit <laughs> upon walking into the room. When Shafi came here, I had to explain to my one year older than me son <laughs> that you have to do basic, you know, basic things in terms of how you shower and put deodorant on. Gave him deodorant. He was used. I don't know what he was using it for, but clearly wasn't using it. I, I know one thing he would do is spray it on the carpet in the room that we gave him. I was like, well, that doesn't. OK, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything. It needs to go under your armpit after a shower. And then because you live in Florida, it, you're going to have to freshen up <laughs> multiple times. Point being is I'm not trying to pick on Shafi. That's my boy. You pick on him and I'll I'll ask him to kill you. But but. <clears throat> It's it happens, and when it smells, it smells awful. I mean, it ruins stuff. We had to. There's things that had to be just thrown out. The subway. I forget if it's called Metro. Or it's called the Metro, I think, in Prague, best city on the planet. You go down there on a summer day, and you've got some Europeans, some of which are smoking hot, and you're like, I'm gonna vomit on the floor because you smell so bad. Oh, don't put your arm up on the handrail right there. I mean, it is so bad. But you know what? I'm not racist because I think someone smells. I just have a nose that works. Thank God it didn't for about a year after Fauci gave me COVID. And it just means that it works and that B.O. is an awful smell. There's a whole fucking Seinfeld episode about B.O. for that reason. Right? Yeah. I, yeah when, when I first started working in different countries, I was in Democratic Republic of Congo, and I'll never forget... A uh, producer that I was working with gave me the advice, and he said, whenever you get an African prostitute to your room, tell them that they smell and go have them shower up. That way it'll give you time to hide all your valuables. <laughs> that's, a, that's a situation I've never been in. Thank you, Tom. It's good to know. It's good to have that note. But the the smell of feces it is somehow it, okay. If you're the person who comes up with this theory and you're you're equating the smell of feces in urine to another human being, <laughs> you've got an issue. You, you're definitely the one with an issue. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because we like you. I've been to several countries where uh, bo that sort of hygiene. Nobody cares, you know, Pakistan, India, Afghanistan. It, it, it's just whatever. They're, they're, they spend their money on other things other than deodorant, and to them, it's whatever. Yeah, their jeans and their hair look great. Right, but I think the bigger, the bigger point to me with this article is to continue to chip away at Western culture. Yeah. And part of Western culture is hygiene. It, 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 you know, during the... Um, Oh, gosh. Uh, during uh, the Victorian era, when people were, were getting scabies and head lice, they started wearing wigs and, and putting on makeup to, to cover the, the, the sores from, uh, from the scabies it, or the syphilis. And it's the same. The, the, in Western society, your appearance, how you smell, it, it, people judge you on that. Whereas in other cultures, it's not like that. You know, the, cult, the culture's not from the West, where it's just, it is what it is. Right. There's a different fragrance to the society, and they don't care. That's it, a great, not nice word. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it just goes to, you know, the vanity of the West. And so part of breaking down 
Western civilization is also breaking down the the vanity, the 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 hygiene, as it were, uh, of Westerners. And you know, who knows? You know, as Westerners, do we have it all wrong that you know, cologne and and deodorant are bad things, or should we go all natural because of all the aluminum that's in deodorant? And we find that aluminum exposure, you know, raises your your um, chances of contracting Alzheimer's disease? I don't know. Uh, look, I'm sure we've got a lot of things backwards. We, we certainly don't have it right. But eliminating BO <laughs> is one of the most beautiful things anyone can do for humanity because it is awful. And it does. It stains. It stains. Shafi was in my oldest son's room for a while. And my oldest son was not in there for, for anyone who's asking that question, but we rejiggered some stuff. And, and just, just from the time that it took to get him on the track to American hygiene standards and, and which are by the way, strict in my house, because don't come (laughs) jacking up the smell in my house, but it, it lasts. I mean, you can, it, it took a while to get that out. We talk about getting, the ability to smoke cigars in here and you think about, okay, well, what would the cost be in fumigating and, and having the right machines? That's a whole different thing. That's got nothing on BO. BO is strong. It is strong, my friends. And, and even if you have deodorant on, I've had instances where I've come back from Nigeria and I brought my kit back with me and it smelled so badly that my ex-wife threw every all the contents in the garbage, including the bag it came back in. Yeah, and yeah. I was using deodorant, but it was just the environment that I was in. And I got you never really get used to the smell, but when it's on you, like it, it was, it, it tends to be in that environment. You forget how pungent it is when when other people who weren't in that environment get a whiff of it for the first time. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, and that's and part of the problem is no one, no one who's who's got it usually recognizes it. They become nose deaf to it. Rest, yeah, they do. They absolutely do. Uh, speaking of bo, let's get one last story in here before we go to the post show press conference. The Illinois glutton of mediocrity, JB Pritzker, signed into law, making it now legal for illegals, many of which who probably don't live up to our hygiene standards here, to become police officers. You heard that right. Illegals who are not here, who are not American citizens, can now, in this scenario, jail law-abiding American citizens. The law, House Bill 3751, says that foreign nationals who are legally authorized under federal law to work in the United States or any foreign national who is an individual against whom immigration action has been deferred by the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, or USCIS, under the Federal Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, process can apply to become a police officer in the state. Obviously, not a lot of people were happy with this, this decision. You had the Fraternal Order of Police who condemned it and, and spoke out about it earlier this year when it was circulating, saying, what message does this legislation send when it allows people who do not have legal status to become the enforcers of our laws? This is a potential crisis of confidence in law enforcement at a time when our officers need all the public confidence that they can get. So the idea behind this is basically to push, or it's a continued balkanization of communities. First of all, there's no there's no logic behind this. First, and didn't I feel like we talked about this? A California 
community did this a similar thing too where you don't have to be a a u.s citizen right and and they they brought up the fact that the military you can be one of these DACA kids and still be eligible to join the military and that's what they were bringing up but to me like seeing the video that we played earlier with everybody hanging out in front of the roosevelt hotel thinking that they already broke the law committed a felony now can be sworn in given a badge and gun and arrest and arrest us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for violating the law it's a, it, it, it's a weird nonsensical oddity that we find ourselves in it, it, back to the upside down world that we're living in yeah well i mean you talk about balkanization for uh, on, on its face there's no logic to it whatsoever but there's really no logic to anything anymore. If you try and look at the world in a logical, rational way, your head is going to explode like ours does every day for three hours as we talk about this stuff. But, I mean, do you think the goal is to have, you know, you have sanctuary cities. Are you going to have, as we have more and more of these illegal illegal immigrants come in, are you going to have communities that are kind of centers for them or hubs or, or pockets, if you will, and then they're going to be governed. Not to say that they can't. If you got look, if you got a badge and a gun in a certain city or whatever the jurisdiction is, you, you, it, that is what it is. But is it is it the goal to have these new kind of developing communities that are predominantly illegal immigrants governed by fellow illegal immigrants? That that's what I. That's sort of my read on this whole thing because it'll be broken down by Democrats saying the language barrier is too bad and the cultural sensitivity is, is too wide for American law enforcement to deal with a Somali population, let's say. So it would be much more effective if we have Somali officers who speak different Somali dialects dealing with, with Somali citizens in this enclave of Columbus, Ohio. I could see that being the goal with Democrats wanting that to take place. Yeah. No, I I agree. We've got weird bubbling going on so? in the studio. Yeah, I got to get up real quick. It's like we're in an aquarium. <laughs> Disco can check on that um, as, we, uh, as, as we figure out what the hell's going on. But yeah, no, I think that it, that's going to be the mindset, right? Of, oh, well, you guys don't get them. You can't speak their language. We'll get, we'll get these people to to actually run things uh and 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 enforce the laws here whether it, <laughs> i mean but but how i mean first of all how dumb is it that you've got foreigners who don't understand our country don't understand our laws enforcing laws on people but then that you've also got you, you, in that in that scenario you just played out a somali a somali community and so you appoint you know ahmed to 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 run this and he says i am the captain now and he does his thing like, do they get to push whatever they? I mean, like, what what do they even push? Are well, I'm I'm from a, a community that that's more Sharia adjacent, so we're gonna push this kind of stuff. Like, they're they're not gonna follow. They didn't follow our laws to come in. They're not gonna follow our laws. They're gonna enforce whatever they want. All that to say, we can speculate. It the whole thing is just so categorically absurd, and yet so on message with who this country has become and what we're rapidly, you know, declining into. During the St. Floyd riots, I had a conversation with a friend of mine about policing in the United States. And she said to me, and she's a tremendous woman, 
one of my dearest friends. She said, wouldn't it make more sense if only African-American police officers patrolled in primarily African-American districts and the same thing with Hispanics? And I'm like, you're bringing back, you realize you're bringing back segregation by doing this. And you're, you're saying that, that we're not equal, that only certain people from certain races can interact with each other. And the whole idea of the United States is for everybody to be Americans and treat each other and interact with each other, not based on race at all. Right. And this is, to me, is, 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 a, is an extension of that conversation with that same mindset. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But again, this goes back to whether we're talking about some of the political stuff earlier with elections and candidates and different messaging to to this, to uh, frankly, anything else we talk about. It's like the, it's, we're so far askew, so far, <laughs> so far gone on so many of these issues that you can't you, you can't really have a and maybe you can with that person, but you can't have a. a a fair, reasonable, level-headed discussion with them because they're set in their ways. No, everyone's racist. Oh, you think B.O. is a bad smell? You're also xenophobic and racist. I mean, what? Like, we can't we, we can't do this any longer. Just can't. Um, and we also are running out of time, and apparently we're about to be underwater in our studio. <laughs> I think it's just from there's a drain in that room, and I think it's because of the amount of rain we're getting. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, there's some weird... Look, guys... Giving you a little bit more than you bargained for here, but there's some weird <laughs> noises going on here. Um, state of the, here's the good news: it's a state-of-the-art studio with no super expensive equipment. So, yeah. what could go wrong? Um, okay, reminder: join Coin Club, guys. Please do go to dbcoinclub.com. You get Friday's extra episode, 11 a.m. Eastern, each and every week. You get entered into contests. We just gave out hundreds of dollars this past Friday. To Ginger, who was who had to leave the show uh, earlier today, but she said she went to Epcot with it. She went to Epcot, yeah. got some drinks with Food it, and wine festival. Yeah. yeah, good for her. So you get entered into contest. You get all the extra RVM Network premium content on the site. You get no ads on articles and written content on Red Voice Media. Again, you get the Friday show. Annual members get a challenge coin sent to them. You sign up. We send you a link. We send you a challenge coin. Uh, they're pretty badass. Everyone who's gotten them so far, I think, loves them and is enjoying them. So please sign up. Again, it's dbcoinclub.com. Military first responders, you guys get 30% off your membership, regardless of membership level, because we love you. We appreciate all that you're doing. We hope that you'll check that out. Again, dbcoinclub.com. We hope that you come back for the show tomorrow, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll be here all week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you name it, and then Coin Club Friday. For now, we hope you have a great day. Stick around for RVM Roundup after the post-show press conference, which is coming up right now. Be safe, be smart, be free. And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference, sponsored by Colon Sport, the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Colon Sport Electrolyte Replacement. In one end and out the other. It's new Colon Sport. All right, let's do it. Let's wrap up this week. Or this day, excuse me. That's not the end of the week yet. It's just the end of the day. But let's wrap it up the way that we normally do. Um, 
you know, a little distracted at the end of the show there, hurts him. You know when your dog is about to throw up and starts kind of making those heaving sounds? That's kind of how the piping in our studio sounded towards the end of the show, so it was a little distracting. I apologize that uh, got taken off message a little bit with that. But, <clears throat> uh, you know, great show, great to be back on the weekend. I always say I love Monday shows because there's so much content. There's stuff that bled over from Friday, there's stuff from the weekend. Of course, there's stuff today um, on Monday that's happening. So we have just a ton of content to get into. And it's always fun because we know we've, we've got plenty of, uh, of, of time that we got to fill, but we know we've got plenty of content to fill it. So was uh, was a good show. Good to be back. Excited for all that's coming this week and uh, some of the things that we're looking forward to bringing you over the next couple of weeks. Exciting things happening here at the studio, as always. But with that, I will take some questions. See, uh, Senor, it's, it's Diego. Hey, hey, Diego. Do you think on the matter when it comes to Trump saying he will run from prison, do you think that he'd be the guy that, like, some of my amigos that are there could go to if they need, like, cigarettes or, you know, you know, some contraband? Would he be the guy to go to or would we need to go somewhere else? Well, you say we at the end there. It makes me feel like, you know, maybe you've been in prison or are going back. Uh, for your amigos, as you say, um, I don't know. Look, he's a, he's a wheeler and a dealer. He's a businessman first and foremost. So if he had to be in there, I think it would be quite an interesting scene. Uh, and, and the way things would be unfold, uh, unfolding would probably be different than any of us can imagine. Of course, the whole situation would be different than anything we've ever imagined, having a, a, a former president and candidate on the ballot running from 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 prison which i hope doesn't happen but it's certainly a a, a decent likelihood that it could happen I, well who knows i think you're probably going to have trouble your friends will say getting access to him with with secret service and and uh everyone else around him but but we'll see we'll see unprecedented times right next question hello drew benjamin meme boston pride daily I hope you had a good weekend, Drew. Did you? I did. Thank you. Oh, it's quite delicious. So my question uh, is in regards to Devin Archer and his testimony. So my first, it's a two-part question. My first part of my question is, is Devin Archer married or in a relationship? Um, I don't know. Um, I thought you were married to a woman, which again shocked me, but I don't know the answer to that. I also don't know where you're going with it. No, I just I needed some background for the column that I'm writing about the bad boys, the Biden administration. Oh. Anywho, yeah. so getting back to Devin Archer. So, I, you know, I saw him walking into court today and I just I, I, I kind of got a bit of a chill up my spine because one, he's a very dashing looking man, very handsome, chiseled features, nice eyes, impeccably groomed. His hair was in a nice little quaff with a little salt and pepper texture to it, which I absolutely adored. But he did have that sort of country club rapist vibe to him. You know, the kind that you would see like a, a villain in an after school special in the 80s. And I, I was wondering... Do you think that type of a vibe is going to help him be a more credible witness for for this, uh, whatever, the silly little committee that he's in, in front of? And also, too, do you think that not having this uh, hearing televised, we're not going to get the the real scuttlebutt about what happened? Because as you know— People, when they say something, it can be translated totally differently than the way that they said it. 
Yeah. Um, so I'll go backwards. I, I, I don't think we'll because it was not televised. It was a closed door session again on a, following a weekend where the, the left's Department of Justice made attempts to try and arrest him uh, for testifying against the Biden family. I, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of anything uh, from from all that's happening here. You should. This is a very important story. And and somehow this very important story is trumped by the, the new version of the story, which is how the left is trying to suppress what he's saying. So I don't I don't think you're going to get answers on that regarding rapist culture at country clubs. I'm not familiar with that. Certainly familiar with country club culture and some of the, the smugness and, and arrogance that comes along with that in that very niche group that you're discussing of country club rapists i don't i don't know i would assume that i would not benefit anyone i also think though that most people don't look at it the way that you do ben you take a very creative uh and outside of the box approach to your questioning to your stories to all that you do so i think most people aren't going to look at him and say yeah he's you know he's probably a country club rapist uh and and then take away credibility from i think the democrats will do just fine taking away his credibility without putting him in such a specific uh, bin, for, for lack of a better term. Okay, we got time for maybe uh, maybe one more here. Uh, good, uh, Drew, Nancy, uh, Sonoma, uh, Herodotus, San, San Delicious, San, San, San Francisco, Herod, um, Whose, whose purse is this? Uh, um, Nancy. Roosevelt. Nancy, do you have a question? Uh, hotel. Ro- the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the people. Uh, you know. Uh, gosh. Um, this is always like a game with you, Nancy, trying to figure out what uh, you're saying. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Xanax. And figs. Are are you doing Xanax and figs? Okay. All right. Um, I don't know how. Nan- I apologize, folks. We've informed security not to let Nancy back in. Uh, certainly not with with the amount of Xanax that she normally carries in her purse or those little bottles uh, that are usually empty. By the way. Uh, but rest assured, she's a sneaky son of a bitch, and she always finds her way back in here. Uh, appreciate the rest of you. The rest of you, for sure. Thanks for, for coming. Thanks for the questions today. Thanks for, for the audience for spending time with us today. So glad to be back with you with this new, fresh week. we got a lot of content to bring you this, 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 the rest of this week. Uh, so, again, thanks for being here, coming along for this fun and crazy ride with us. We'll look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow.
Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. RV 